Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. We are vibrational beings. You know, we're not just flesh and blood. You know, uh, if you put anything under a microscope, an intense microscope, you can ultimately see that everything is vibration. And, in, and as the scientists are not telling us, there's information there. But it's not solid. It's always moving. So we're vibrational beings. And when we lift our vibration to what we want to experience, it happens first on a vibratory level. And then it shows up and manifests in our life. So uh, people who are holding on to rancor, animosity, mm-hmm. they're slowing down their vibration. Okay. Another way of saying is you cannot have what you're not willing to become vibrationally. Ah. If you do get it, you'll lose it. Ah. You see, this is why people, they'll win the lottery, they, <laughs> they lose everything, yeah. or they'll finally get the person they think they Absolutely. want to be with. They can't keep, the, can't keep the relationship, or they'll get a modicum of success but can't hold on to it, because inside they weren't vibrationally aligned. They really hadn't become it. So you can temporarily manipulate and get things, but to have it completely, you have to lift your vibration and, and become that in, in, in vibration. You're not really attracting things to you. You're really radiating. Ah, It's really a radiation. I can cry right now. It's like if I become the vibrational frequency of love, harmony, peace, and I'm radiating that. That's the key. It's going to show up in my life. That's the key. Yeah. That's the word. You're not attracting it. You have to be it and radiate it, and then it, it comes, it is drawn to you. Right. From you to it. Yeah. You have to like yourself when you're by yourself. Yeah. You have to like yourself. I mean, when you're, when you're by yourself, you have to look at those thoughts, the beautiful thoughts, the crazy thoughts. Mm-hmm. You have to embrace yourself. You have to forgive yourself. You have to love yourself. And when you can fall in love with yourself and like yourself when you're by yourself, now you can be with others. But if you don't like yourself when you're by yourself, then you're pulling on others to make you happy. Is it possible to life vision when you're at the bottom? Not only is it possible, that's probably the best time to do it. When circumstances and situations are pressing in upon us, the only way we can overcome them is to go within. To actually begin to ask very empowering questions with the awareness that this universal presence and its law will answer any question that you ask. So if you're in a situation that... Uh, is pressing on you and you ask what's trying to emerge in my life what is my gift to share Mm. what is my purpose why am I here on the planet not just how can I pay my rent not just how can I stop the pain you ask empowering questions the universe will answer these questions in a language and in a way that you can understand there'll be inner prompting there'll be intuitive hits nudges signs symbols dreams it'll come in the language of the, own, the, the individual soul and heart. The difficulty is that when people are in tough situations, they ask disempowering questions. Whoa. They say, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Who's to blame? Yeah. Why, Why me? me? Yes. Those are the disempowering questions. So the universe will answer those too. It'll pull on the database of human experience and say, you were born on the wrong tra- side of the tracks, or you were born on the right side of the tracks, or you, this happened or that happened. It will give you a, a, a bevy of excuses. But if you ask an empowering question, you'll get an answer to rise above the muck. 
So it's all about the question, the sincerity of the question, and then the ability and the willingness to, to really listen, to really be available. That, that's where the juice is. And that is available to every human being. Whether an individual is in prison, whether an individual is imprisoned by circumstance, imprisoned in their own mind about an event that happened in their past, it doesn't matter. Once you ask with sincerity, the universe will answer. That's, that's the way it operates. It goes back to asking the question. Yeah. And it, but it also goes back to understanding that the presence of God has never made a mistake, yeah. doesn't do do-overs, and doesn't repeat itself. Yeah. Therefore, each of us are unique expressions of the infinite. The way the infinite gets to express its infinite nature is through its uniqueness. Therefore, I have a mandate to discover myself, find out who and what I am, what my purpose is, and to express it. And that, and that idea within us yeah. is infinite and is always unfolding. So it's not a one and done. It's not, I've arrived. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm always on a journey of unfolding. You grow where you're planted. You grow where you're planted. And, and then you ask, what's trying to emerge? What's trying to unfold? And you'll start to get hints. You start to take baby steps walking in that direction. And as you take baby steps, inertia becomes momentum. Mm-hmm. And then possibilities start to reveal themselves. Potential starts to be activated. And, and you find yourself, as you look back, wow, I'm changed. I'm different. When did that happen? You have to be in alignment with it. You have to have a level of practice. You have to give up your resistance to the circumstance. In other words, you're you're not arguing and resisting with the circumstance. Yeah. I know this person said, I prayed. I did that. God (laughs) hadn't answered me yet. This is the deal. God is always answering. Yes. But are we receiving? Are we listening? Are we available? Yeah. So prayer, meditation, life visioning, it attunes us to become in alignment yeah. with that vibration. So we actually can hear it. We can actually feel it and then move in that direction. Many people, uh, if their prayers would be answered, they couldn't even receive it. They're not, they're not vibrationally ready. Victim consciousness is where many people live. Yeah. Somebody did it to me. The reason why I'm not happy is because he just make, you know, my ex-boyfriend, my boss. The world isn't fair. The world isn't fair. They're doing it to me. The reason why I'm not happy is somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. God did it to me. The devil did it to me. My astrological sign did it to me. The numbers did it my to mother. me. My mother. My karma. Yeah. Okay. That's the victim stage. Every victim has a victim story. You ask somebody, a victim, what's going on, they'll give you a list of complaints about what's wrong and who uh-huh. did it. Fannie Lou Hamer once said, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, something happens and you start to open up to a possibility that maybe, maybe I'm in my own way. Maybe there's something more than, than what meets the eye. You're going to need something that is not within your little mind and your little perception. And that's where prayer comes in. That's where meditation comes in. That's where life visioning comes in. So if you just said, help, I'm open. I'm available to something new. Now you're on your way. Yeah. Help and is a prayer. Help, help is a prayer. Yeah. I, I say, when I use the word help, I say, hello, eternal loving presence. That's what help means to me. Yeah. Hello, eternal, eternal loving, loving presence. Wow, that's a good one.
back in the day when the Bodhi tree existed and a book fell off the shelf. Just, I walked in and the book just slammed on the floor off the shelf and it was exactly what I needed to read at that time. And so I learned about manifestation. I learned about the second stage, which is how to manifest, which is establishing intention, beginning to see visually the kind of life you want to uh, live, beginning to have conversation about that kind of life. I tell people you have to talk about it more than you talk about your problems because at the end of the day, if you're complaining more than you're talking about your vision, yeah. then you're in inertia. So there's a shift that takes place where you're actually talking about the possibilities mm -hmm. more than you're talking about your issues. Yeah. You don't deny the issues. Bad things have happened to people. You're not denying that those things have happened. But it's the energy that you give to it. That yes. is a definite true fact. If you start talking about somebody or you're engaged in a conversation where you're gossiping, before long, you're spiraling down. Energy goes into those lower frequencies. Yep. Doubt, worry, fear. All, and now you're in, you're in that sediment. Mm -hmm. You're in that dynamic. Mm -hmm. But if you start talking about possibility, even, even if you don't know how to get there, then your energy starts to go up. Mm -hmm. You know, what if you ask a what if question, you know, what if, what if all my needs were met? What would I be doing in my life? What if everything is really working together for my good? What if all the bad things that have happened in my life are leading me to activating some great potential in my, in my experience? Mm -hmm. What if God really is on my side? Yeah. You know, you ask a what if question and you start to notice little tiny miracles happening in your life. Mm -hmm. Things start to manifest. You don't know how they got there. The, the primary dark night of the soul is when you're losing your identification yeah. with your previous identity, but you don't yet have an identification with what's new emerging. You're mm -hmm. in That's good. the dark. That's good. You don't know. Uh, you, you, you knew this is who you used to be, yeah. but you're not that anymore. But who you're becoming, you're not that either. So it's dark. It's really... And sometimes it's excruciating. Sometimes it's a lot of fear, a lot of disconnect. And I, I, I tell people that when you're going through that, mm -hmm. tell them to ask this question. If this experience were to last forever, yeah. what quality would have to emerge for me to have peace of mind? Ooh. So if you ask that question, and you say, oh, if, I, if, I, if, I, if, this, if this particular experience was going to last forever, I would, need, I would need some strength, I would need some, some peace, I would need a little bit more, you know, name whatever quality. And what happens is, when your attention starts focusing on that quality, rather than resisting the dark night, then the process is speeded up. And your identification... You move through it You faster. move it through it faster. Yeah. Pain pushes until the vision pulls. So, life is progressive, and it's pushing you... Yeah until you get pulled by a larger vision. So once you have a vision that you can articulate. Okay, so pain pushes you, so it get, it's hard, it's harder, it's harder, it's harder, and it's trying to force you into having a vision, a vision yes. that's bigger than, than, than the, the pain. pain. And that's a principle. Potential is always bigger than the problem. Potential is always bigger than the problem. Your potential is infinite and is always bigger than whatever problem you're going through. You begin to have a, a, a vision about the possibility. Mm -hmm. You start to be pulled by it 
And then once you really sincerely embrace it and your life begins to be, okay, when I wake up this morning, I'm going to walk in the direction of my purpose. I'm going to walk in the direction of my vision. I'm going to walk in the direction of that possibility and the potential instead of allowing myself to go, woe is me, or I can't believe. I'm going to walk in the... The cosmic two by four doesn't need to hit you as much. Wow. You're pulled. You're being pulled more by joy and it's like... I'm being pulled by some, something. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges. Of course. Of course. We don't, we don't, we're not praying to live a challenge-free life. We're praying that the challenges that come activate latent potential. Understanding that pain pushes until vision pulls. Ask what-if questions. Yes. Begin to see, visualize the kind of life you want to live. Mm-hmm. Begin to talk about it. Begin to write it down. Begin to dream about it. And then what I, what I teach is... You talk about it. doesn't mean you talk to everybody because everyone is not trustworthy. That's right. You talk to selected friends. About it. About it. You talk to it. Uh-huh. You actually talk to the vision. Talk to the possibility. Talk to love. You talk to peace. You talk to prosperity. I see you everywhere. I see you prosperity in the lawn. I see you abundance on the, in the grain of the sand. I see you everywhere. Mm-hmm. You talk to it. And then after a while... You're talking from it. Soldiers, 
don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate. Only the unloved hate. The unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery. Fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man. Not one man, nor a group of men. But in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The power to create machines. The power to create happiness. You the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. A decent world. That will give men a chance to work. That will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world. To do away with national barriers. To do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason. A world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite! for Harvey Dent's current predicament. Where is he? What's the time? What difference does that make? Well, depending on the time, he may be in one spot or several. If we're going to play games... Mm. I'm going to need a cup of coffee. The good cop, bad cop routine? Not exactly. Oh. Ah. Ah. Never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. He can't feel the neck. See? You wanted me. Here I am. I wanted to see what you'd do. And you didn't disappoint. You let five people die. Then, you let Dent take your place. Even to a guy like me, that's cold. Where's Dent? Those mob fools want you gone so they can get back to the way things were. But I know the truth. There's no going back. You've changed things. Forever. And why do you want to kill me? Kill you? What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, no. No. 
No, you. You complete me. You're garbage. You kills for money. Don't talk like one of them. You're not. Even if you'd like to be. To them, you're just a freak. Like me. They need you right now. But when they don't, they'll cast you out. Like a leper. See, their morals, their code. It's a bad joke. We've dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these, uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. You have all these rules, and you think they'll save you. And that's the rule you'll have to break to know the truth. Which is? The only sensible way to live in this world is without rules. And tonight you're gonna break your one rule. I'm considering it. No, there's only minutes left, so you're gonna have to play my little game if you want to save one of them. Yeah? You know, for a while there, I thought you really were a dent. The way you threw yourself after her. Look at you go! Does Harvey know about you and his little bunny? Where are they? Killing is making a choice. Where are they? Choose between one life or the other. Your friend, the district attorney. Or he's rushing by to be. Nothing to threaten me with. Nothing to do with all of your strength. Don't worry. I'm going to tell you where they are. Both of them. And that's the point. You'll have to choose. He's at 252nd Street. And she's uh, on Avenue X. That's just who it is. The Mighty Set. Santana, what's up? More like a movement you need to be in tune with. Killer the Dawn, what's good? Crack music, crack. Di- di- diplomatic community, 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 uh, where before we was dropping knowledge on samples, we listen. Cutting raw when using bottles and samples. Few made it out, but I only recall a handful. Most got locked and turned the t-shirts and candles in them. Walls on with bodies pop up dead. Harlem. Big difference from the cops and the feds. Check that out. A big difference from the dawn and drop head. I told them use it as my casket if I drop dead. Money, power, respect is what the lock said. He showed a lot of lock and respect is what the cops said. Paparazzi flicks on the six page Grammy bunch with the 40 by the rip cage With my jacks we want to be this like Big Dave R.I.P. I've been buying roadies since the kid's age Ninth one, four, five, six, top in the seven series With drop top shit I can see happen clearly Pray for me. Try to put them on the game but they never hear me Maybe a text is the closest that you getting near me Shit, cause life is so ferocious that it's getting scary And it's hard to stay focused and my eyes are getting scary Optimus, what up nigga? Diplomatic Hey, yo, Capo, what up, man? Wait, some talent shit, huh? Shit, almost got us. Diplomatic. 
Diplomatic immunity After I fucked all these girls Wanna spoon with me Come get in tour with me I'm shining like the sun And girl you looking like the moon to Yes me. you are Your man a goon He's scared to be in the room with me That's detrimental I don't deal with anything That's sentimental Had cocaine in the rent Nothing sweet But all my sweets are presidential Dead presidents I'm done with residential What I mean man I bought my own zip code Oh Leave me alone, I go flip mode Don't care if you black with a big nose White with pig toes Just how the shit goes The kid with the sick flow Jewelry, got Bruce Leroy Slash Slick Rick Glow Fuck is you, Negro It's crazy Do you know what the fifth is? Yes, Father, I know what the fifth is. The fifth is a few chains on the ground that are not criminal. The fifth commandment. Thou shalt not kill. That's right. Now I want you to tell me what happened. No, Father. I'm not telling nobody nothing. Don't be afraid, my son. Nobody's more powerful than God. I don't know about that, Father. Your guy's bigger than my guy up there. But my guy's bigger than your guy down here. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. Hello? Okay, good. So as the chemicals of emotion wane, the cells will go into a period of chemical withdrawal. This will stimulate the brain to produce more molecules of emotion, and the cells will carry out the corresponding behavior to concentrate the chemicals in the tissues. This is known as emotionalism, which creates drama. No, I'm serious. You have to understand that drama is a biological created activity because the chemistry of that emotion is dwindling in that person's body. And so therefore, to keep that chemistry at the level that it's used to, it will stimulate the person to create drama. So you have to understand this is a self-imposed chemical addiction to one's own emotions. And if that means that they are sabotaging things to solve this chemical imbalance in the body, they will do that. If it means that they have to create disharmony or create havoc, etc., it will happen over and over and over again. So these people don't need enablers that continuously support them through their high drama. They need to actually be treated and put into withdrawal and consult about how to be able to separate their sensations from a thought so they do not continuously create this chemistry. So you have to understand this is a serious problem because what I have observed about us as African Americans is that we have difficulty staying focused and participatory in an event because we allow our emotions and now we've created these emotions because we have judged someone else's speech or someone else's behavior to allow us to abandon the goal or the project over and over and over again. So I used to find it very interesting because Caucasians will make it very clear to each other, I really do not like you. However, if they are very clear that they need that person's skill or talent, 
that is inconsequential, and I will meet you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock so we can get busy on this project. And at 5 o'clock, don't speak to me again. So I've heard us rationalize that, oh, that's hypocritical and just a whole bunch of other stuff, and how can they do that, and they shouldn't speak, and look at what they did. A whole bunch of chemical poisons and toxins that you have created in your mind. Because when the mind understands that we need certain skills and talents to be able to get a project done, we're not interested in how they look, what they say, what they may be doing, et cetera. We're interested, can they execute this particular activity to the extent that I'm going to get one step closer to the goal? And if the mind understands that, a healthy mind will ignore the rest of the activities and stay focused on the goal. This is critical. I mean, I have seen us talk about we're not speaking and whatever else, et cetera, and nothing gets done. Nothing over and over and over again because we are emotional addicts. We are not in control at all of our bodies. It is our emotions that are driving us. And so therefore, we have abandoned the project. Years go by, the same foolishness and nonsense, and we wonder why, what happened. And somebody else didn't do whatever they're supposed to do. No, it was you who would not control your mind and stay focused. President Obama's highly anticipated speech in Cairo. It has been billed as an attempt to reach out to the Muslim world. We want to go live to Cairo now and CBS News Chief White House Correspondent Chip Reed. Chip, good morning. Well, good morning, Harry. The President says he has one fundamental purpose in giving this speech here in Cairo, to seek a new beginning between the United States and Muslims around the world. So long as our relationship is defined by our differences, we will empower those who sow hatred rather than peace, those who promote conflict rather than the cooperation that can help all of our people achieve justice and prosperity. And this cycle of suspicion and discord must end. To open a door of understanding, of the president invoked his own connections own to Islam. I'm a Christian, but my father came from a Kenyan family that includes generations of Muslims. As a boy, I spent several years in Indonesia and heard the call of the Azan at the break of dawn and at the fall of dusk. He said it's time for critics of the Muslim world to shed their misperceptions. Islamic culture has given us majestic arches and soaring spires, timeless poetry and cherished music, elegant calligraphy, and places of peaceful comp contemplation. And throughout history, Islam has demonstrated through words and deeds the possibilities of religious tolerance and racial equality. But he also said Muslims must end their negative stereotypes of America. Just as Muslims do not fit a crude stereotype, America is not the crude stereotype of a self-interested empire. The United States has been one of the greatest sources of progress that the world has ever known. The president went through what he called some blunt truth-telling uh, on about seven different issues 
urging the Muslim world to do more on everything from democracy to women's rights to Middle East peace. Harry? Chip Reed in Cairo this morning. Thank you.
thing that you must realize, okay guys, is that when you're commanding, it's not really asking. See, that's the key first key point I want you to get, that you don't really ask. It's, the trick is you have to command. Now, command gets misinterpreted a lot. Command gets the wrong version of maybe you're forcing, you're demanding. It's not quite correct. When I mean command, your subconscious mind takes instructions, okay, and suggestions. That's what I mean by command. Command means once it gets to the subconscious, there's no rational, logical, okay, or structural, basically, connotation or trying to figure out what it is. It doesn't work that way. It goes to the subconscious, subconscious accepts it, and then puts it out into the universe to create it. That's how it works. Remember, from the conscious mind, you give a command. Once it gets to your subconscious, it's a wrap. It's going to create it, all right? So that's the first key. So the words and the language we use, we have to know the quality to use them to communicate to your subconscious so you can get towards the universe, okay? Second point, the reason a lot of us don't receive or manifest what we truly want is because we are speaking the wrong language. We, we do not know how to talk or how to communicate with what we want. First of all, we communicate in a state of need, lack, or desperation, okay? So I see individuals say, hey universe, can you please send me some money? No, that's wrong, okay? That signifies lack, desperation, and scarcity. Remember, your subconscious mind takes commands. So I'm going to show you right now four powerful affirmations that you can use right now and you can bring the universe, or you can say God the universe, to create and bring money to you. And it works the same day, one day, a couple hours, if you do it this way, all right? So I got a cue card here and I wrote them down, so I want you to make sure you go over and get them, all right? All right, so the first powerful affirmation you'll use, you'll say it in this way, and I'll go over each uh, statement so we can get a comprehension and understand how it works, all right? So number one, you will say, Hey universe, I expect great things to happen in my life, including receiving an extra $500 now. Thank you. See that statement? Notice what I did, okay? I acknowledge, okay? I expect great things. Remember, key component, all things come through you, through us, okay? So notice that I didn't beg, didn't plead. I stated an affirmation or I stated an intention, a proclamation that it's what I expect, okay? Number two, you can say this, either one is fine. Hey universe, I deserve everything that is good, including an extra $500 now. Thank you. Now, $500 is an example, guys. You can say 1000 5000 10000 a million, 500000 depending on your belief system, okay? Number three, hey universe, I know you're sending me all that is right for me, including receiving an extra $500 now. Thank you, okay? Each of these statements are filled with a proclamation, a command, and they're ended with gratitude, and they're also in the form of I accept it and it's coming, okay? It's not a need or desperate, okay? It's not an ask, it's a command. Hey universe, I deeply believed everything is possible for me, including receiving an extra $500 now. Thank you. Again, Notice how I phrase this, okay? I put everything as a command, a suggestion, okay? It's not, I didn't put it in a, in a frame of, man, I need this, 
Or I gotta have it. I put it in the frame of, hey, I'm good with, without it, but I expect it to come in. And notice I put everything in the present moment of now, okay? I always put now, notice it, okay? So if you start to use these affirmations and you proclaim it, as I said, guess what? You're gonna, money's gonna come to you, man. It's ill you manifest it, right? Because the way the universe works, the way reality works, is that everything operates on a vibratory frequency, okay? The universe is abundant, it's infinite. It always supplies. The supply is always over the demand. You can never outdo it, it can never run out. So all you have to do is match the infinite frequency and this command or these uh, statements will do that because they put your subconscious mind in alignment with what you truly expect, which is abundance is your birthright. See, you're proclaiming, you're declaring. Hey, I expect, okay? See what you do with the money. So a thousand, five thousand. See the reaction in your face, the happiness, the things you do with the money. Just put a quick snapshot and then what you do, you let it go. Just continue on with your day and keep your thoughts in the present moment. Boom, you're gonna manifest the money. It'll come to you, all right? So that's how you make it work. So you declare it, put a quick snapshot in it, and use these statements in the form of a command or a suggestion or proclamation when you put them in the present moment. And Cheyenne and Pushing Me Real, would you state your name for the record, please? Your attribute for the record, please. Uh, Cheyenne Matilda Pushing Me L on behalf of America's Empire Aboriginal Law. All right. I want to ask you a couple of questions, please. Um, the first question I want to ask you is, are you employed? Uh, objection, man. This hearing is supposed to be about jurisdiction. This court has no jurisdiction. The court has no jurisdiction to determine its own jurisdiction for a basic issue in any case before a tribunal. Well, if I have no jurisdiction to determine my own jurisdiction, how are you going to get that issue resolved? Listen, this, ca this case in this courtroom is a colorable, incompetent court of jurisdiction. You can't, according to federal case law, you can't set another hearing to reach and determine your own jurisdiction. As I've stated for the record plenty of times, I'm only having threat to rest and coercion and because the prosecution falsely holds my property and I'm here to clarify that matter. Other than that, I'm here under threat to rest and coercion. It is completely against federal case law. It has power to act, and a court must have the authority to decide that question in the first instance. That's Rescue Army versus Municipal Court of Los Angeles. A departure by a court from the recognized and established requirements of law, however close apparent adherence to mere form and method of procedure, which has the effect of depriving one of a constitutional right, may is an excess of jurisdiction. May you have I, the flag may, right behind you, ma'am. I interrupt you for a moment, You please? may not, ma'am. Then would you, would you, when you're done speaking, would you let me know so that I can ask a question? I'm, I'm, I'm not obligated to answer any questions, so I have no intentions of answering any question. Oh, I'll ask it anyway, and then I'll ask it anyway, and you can decide what you want to say. Uh, thus, where judicial tribunal has no jurisdiction of the subject matter on which it assumes to act, its proceedings are absolutely void in the fullest sense of the term, Dylan versus Dylan. Uh, courts enforcing mere statutes, as it is to my understanding that this is a statute, not a constitutional violation of law. In fact, one of the hearings I had with you, you said people are not charged with constitutional violations. I don't understand how you could be enforcing statutes and you have to constitute the U.S. flag behind you, as if you don't say you hadn't taken an oath to uphold the Constitution. 
Courts enforcing their statutes do not act judicially, but merely ministerially. Thus, no judicial immunity, and unlike courts of law, do not obtain jurisdiction by service of process, nor even arrest and compel the parents. Boswell versus Otis. I've been here three or four times on the threat to arrest and coercion. Prosecution doesn't even have Otis in front of him. He has no objections. He has nothing to say. He cannot prove jurisdiction. His court should have been dismissed this case. This is a culpable court of incompetent jurisdiction. The fact that petitioner was released on a promise to appear before a magistrate for an arraignment, that fact is circumstance to be considered in determining whether the first instance there was a probable cause for the arrest. Monroe versus Popper. There's no discretion to ignore the lack of jurisdiction. Court must prove on record, all the record, all jurisdiction facts related to the jurisdiction asserted. A universal principle as old as the law is that proceedings of a court without jurisdiction are a nullity and its judgment there and without effect either on person or property. This case has already been put before the federal court and you will be receiving a notice of removal very shortly. This court has no jurisdiction. Prosecution can't prove jurisdiction. This case shall be dismissed and it will. Did you file a notice of removal with the federal court? Yes, you will be receiving it shortly. All right. When I receive it, I will rule on it. This is my question to you, however. Are you employed? I'm not employed. I'm not employed with any corporations incorporated with the state of New Jersey. Are you employed with any corporation that's incorporated outside of the state of New Jersey? Objection. I'm not here to answer questions about my employment. Last time I was made aware of this was supposed to be about whether this court has jurisdiction and clearly it doesn't. A question about employment has nothing to do with whether this court has jurisdiction, so I'm not obligated to answer those questions. I shall not be answering any more of those questions that are not pertaining to jurisdiction of facts. Well, this is my question to you. I asked it before. If your position is that this court has no jurisdiction to determine its own jurisdiction. Objection, ma'am. That is not my ruling. That is not my holding. I've given you the federal case law regarding such. Maybe you can take some time out that you need to do to recheck that, but that's what the case law says. It's not what I said. Well, I do have jurisdiction over you. Number one, you're here in my courtroom. Objection, ma'am. You do not have jurisdiction over me. I'm here by way of threat, duress, and coercion. The federal case law stipulates already that compelled appearance and arrest warrants doesn't give a minister acting ministerially and not judicially enforcing their statute of jurisdiction. That's incorrect and false. You do not have jurisdiction because I'm here. You told me before when I was here that you would lock me up if I didn't come, which was threat, duress, and coercion. I think that you misstate what I told you. Objection, ma'am. I have not misstated. I have the videos. I have it on repeat 24-7. I've seen you say it. I don't recall that I said I would lock you up. Objection, ma'am. That's on the record. Well, you can object all that you want, sir, and I will continue to have a difference of opinion about that. All right. Well, we'll continue with today's proceedings then, and I certainly appreciate the courtesy that you extended. All right. Mr. Walker, I know that you are here. Do you wish to be heard, sir? Your Honor, I have Kevin Walker appearing on behalf of the Office of the Public Defender. We did receive after the last hearing a court order directing the Office of the Public Defender to represent this defendant. I did file a motion for reconsideration, noting that there has been no indigency determination, which is an essential component of 
for our appointment. So I would ask uh, respectfully that uh, an independent determination be made uh, at this time and absent that earlier order to represent this defendant be vacated. All right, thank you. Do you wish to be heard on the issue, Mr. Luciano? I don't, Judge. All right. I have inquired of Cheyenne Mutata Kushimurel concerning his employment. He tells me he is not employed in the state of New Jersey by any corporation, and therefore I determine that he does not have the present ability to pay for counsel to proceed in this matter. Objection, ma'am. Uh, I, don't, I don't know this gentleman. Uh, I haven't made any contracts with the public defender's office. Uh, I don't know what that was an attempt to do, but he does not have the authority to speak for me. Uh, so I would appreciate it if any uh, non-identified parties are uh, determining to act on my behalf. First, fill out an IRS form 56 and notify the IRS that they're acting in some sort of fiduciary capacity. All right. Let's talk about the issue of, uh, Mr. Walker, I want to talk about the issue of jurisdiction. One of the issues that has been raised in this case and has been raised over and over again that really needs to be determined before we can proceed with it is with regard to jurisdiction. I have received, it was filed with the court, it was received in my chambers on January 7th. I'm not exactly sure if it was filed downstairs on a different day. Something that has been entitled a non-negotiable affidavit of fact to dismiss with prejudice for lack of personum jurisdiction, lack of discovery, and lack of an injured party. It purports to raise the issue before the court of lack of jurisdiction with regard to um, Cheyenne Mutata Kushner L. Uh, despite what Cheyenne Mutata Kushimir L. says, this is not an application to the court to uh, dismiss anything with anything. There are certain ways, as you are aware, Mr. Walker, to bring issues before the court. Um, what we need to do is have the issue brought before the court properly by way of a notice of motion. I don't even know if Mr. Luciano got a copy of this, but certainly you know that any motion filed has to be served on the prosecutor. How much time does your office need in order to do that? And did you receive a copy of this? Judge, I have not received a copy of that, and uh, before I address that issue, I would respectfully request that uh, you inquire into this defendant's assets to see whether he has the present ability to retain private counsel. He tells me he isn't employed in, uh, by Objection. a corporation, so... Objection. This is obscene. Sir, I do this not is a conversation I that I'm having with Mr. Walker, not with you. This is, this and the way you didn't want me, me to interrupt you, I would like you not to interrupt me or Mr. Walker. Objection. This man cannot speak for me, man. I haven't filled out any public defender's applications nor contracts to agree to that. You cannot force me against my consent to have someone who has I have no formal contract or agreement <coughs> with to uh, speak on my behalf. I'm a natural flesh and blood man. I don't have to have yes, ma'am. Oh. I do not have to have uh, an attorney at law. A colorable attorney at law, de facto attorney at law, uh, propose or purport to speak to me in any in, in any regards to these uh, matters at hand. March twenty third, sufficient time, Mr. Walker. I think so, Judge. All right. Then this matter shall be and hereby is continued until Monday, March twenty third, at nine o'clock. Objection, man. Uh, the notice of removal is already in. You will be receiving it today. So if I receive it before March 23rd at 9 a.m., I am aware of my obligations when a matter has been removed to federal court. 
if for some reason the federal court does not accept it or it's not properly filed or there's something else, that's the next stage for this proceeding. Objection, ma'am. I will much. not be participating in any more of these proceedings. Do what you want. I'm sorry, but I can do that. This is the only notice that I will give you of the proceeding on March 23rd at 9 o'clock in the morning. We don't send out letters reminding people. We simply expect that you will be here. Thank Judge, you very much. Judge, you will be contacted by uh, my office and we'll arrange uh, an interview with him in the office and he'll have to uh, sign in. Do you have his address? Uh, I, it's the on here. address I have is the, uh, the PL box. Objection. Right here. Objection. If you uh, attempt to contact me and negotiate any contacts with me, you will be getting sued in federal court too as well, sir. All right. Thank you very much. You have a constitutional oath to uphold the Constitution, ma'am. You, you misunderstand the procedure. I will attempt Objection. to explain it to you. Objection. The documents that you want, and that in fact this is our land. So beginning with that premise, whether you're more or not more, I'm going to start with what law really is. Most of us think that we go into a courtroom and understand the difference between a court and a courtroom that uh, the people who purport to use law really use words of art to make you believe, in fact, that law is uh, on the table when you walk into a courthouse or a courtroom, when in fact that's not true. And I would like to share with you tonight, regardless of your religious persuasion, what law really is. Law, and as Muslims would say, all law, is A-L-L -L space L-A-W, all law, all law. So for anyone who's of a Christian persuasion, don't be misled, and when you hear the term all law, all law is God, all right, that is also what we would say in lawful terms, a misnomer. All law is not God. God has no capacity and no standing to all law because God means governmental ordinance departments. There is no comparison. Now, who can use law? Law can only be used by people who are in their sovereign capacity. And I was, as I will share with you tonight, the majority of the people in the world, and I'm not going to get into all of the details about that, but the majority of the people in the world, 99% of them live in slavery today. So in 1863, via the Emancipation Proclamation, and I challenge you to go look in a law dictionary and look up the definition of emancipation and proclamation, and you will see that a proclamation is not a law. A proclamation is a public announcement by elected officials. It is not a law. So the Emancipation Proclamation of 1863 did not set any slaves free. What it did was standardize slavery the United States being the model for the standardization of slavery that all of the other nations around the world as they reduced their people from their sovereign capacity and forced them to join nation states. Then they were able to 
issue statutes, codes, ordinances, resolutions on them. And a statute, as in a state statute of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, is not a law. It is corporate policy of the corporation that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated. All right? Now, a code is not a law. The United States codes, the code of the laws of the United States of America that are used in federal court and the Supreme Court are not law. They are what they say they are. They are codes, ordinances, and resolutions of a municipality of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation that calls itself the city of Philadelphia, an ordinance and a resolution, as in parking ordinances, they are not law. They are what they say they are. They are ordinances and they are resolutions. All right? And the reason they are not law is because the only people who can issue law are people who are acting in their sovereign capacity. And the people who sit in these seats as elected officials are not, in fact, in their sovereign capacity. They are in a corporate ward status, meaning that they are wards of the state. They are members of the corporation, which is a nonprofit, that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And as long as they have a birth certificate on record with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, with that birth certificate being a contract, a birth certificate is a contract, and as long as you have a contract with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, you belong to them, and that's what slavery really is. Right? So who can use law? If you are a member of a corporate ward state, if you are a member of a corporate ward nation that calls itself the United States of America, you are a citizen. Look in the law dictionary and look up the definition of citizen. A citizen is not a sovereign. A resident is not a sovereign. Therefore, if you use an address, which is a fictitious number associated with a designation issued by a corporate ward, right, then you become under the jurisdiction of those people who are also corporate wards but who are also slaveholders, all right? So if you are operating in that capacity, law does not apply to you. If you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, and you say you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, then the ordinances and the resolutions of that private, nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, then the statutes of that nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the United States of America, which is a private nonprofit corporation, then the code of the laws, right, apply to you. But if you are a sovereign of the Moorish Empire, those ordinances, those resolutions, those codes, those statutes do not apply to you because you are not a member of the corporate ward state. It's as simple as that. And they understand the difference. This is why on their documents they use words of art. They use the word label. They use the word person. They use the word address. 
All of these things to place you in their jurisdiction and you unknowingly fill out forms every day and every time you fill out a form, you enter into a contract. I don't care what kind of form it is. It's a contract. A driver's license application is a contract. A social security application is a contract. When you call up the telephone company and you make a verbal contract over the telephone, this is why they can bill you. When you sign a deed, it is a contract. When you fill out a voter registration form, it is a contract. Does everybody understand that? Don't ever think. Every, anything that you put your signature on becomes a contract. All right? Now, the fact that you are not in your sovereign status means that you make a contract as a minor. They don't care. They know you are a minor because and, and to be other than a minor, you have to be in your proper person at law. And how we write that is this. Can I have a can you bear with me for a minute and let me put this on because uh, I can't. Can y'all see that? Impropria persona. Impropria persona. When you are in your corporate ward status, you look like this to the court. Pro se. Pro se meaning they get you in the court and they bring someone in called a got that? Pro se cuter, a prosecutor, because you're in a corporate board status. Now, if you're in proper persona, say in their criminal allegations, the prosecutor cannot come into the courtroom and say anything to you because you're not in pro se status. Makes sense, right? The issues of law, the issues of law are threefold. The issues of law are status, jurisdiction, and adjudication. The first thing that happens when you walk into a courtroom in your corporate ward status is that they already make the assumption that you are a ward of the state and that you don't know any better. So they immediately start adjudicating you. As mothers, the first thing that happens when we walk into a courtroom is that we place our status on the record. On the record. We come in with our flag. We come in with our treaty, we come in with the Constitution, we sign with them, and understanding that the Constitution is a contract, I'm sorry, but I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, 
black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men, fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass, and dictators die. And the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate. Only the unloved hate. The unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery. Fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man. Not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power. The power to create machines. The power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world, a decent world, that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason, a world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite! Now when 
I take pictures, still got my gel pose. Bumping elbows with killers and lifers. I rather chill in the projects, fuck chilling on righteous. Just cause you ain't gotta be active, they still go inditis. My hand catching cramps, counting shit, feel like alright. I really don't write it. She saw me, now she feeling excited. I caught a tan on a speedboat from Grand to a kilo. First class in London, I was drunk walking through Heathrow. TSA was on me, smelling dope all in my peacoat. Breathe slow, had it so. I got that shit on. Just dreaming about the day when I would get on. Watch Frozen with my daughter, understanding shit my wrist on. I did it for myself, I double back and put my click on. I came up from nothing, I really did it off the block. Shoot for the stars, I just pray that I don't get shot. I know they envy me. I paid for two, the plug set me three. I beat that pussy like an NPC. I'm one in millions, my nigga from the beginning. And I'm only sparing women and children. New form without no selling. Ace of what I'm spilling. Such an amazing feeling. They put a check on his noggin and gotta pay me to kill him. I relate to the realest. Pray for whoever missing. I got the truth walking through. Same boost the special. Tell the same baggy yellow brick. Meet the west. Remember, the B Woo Tang. You need it. Came on from nothing, I really did it off the block. Shoot for the stars, I just pray that I don't get shot. I know they envy me. I paid for two, the plug set me three. I beat that pussy like an NPC. Whoever thought that you'd be rich, uh. Whoever thought that you'd be lit. Whoever thought you pull up, blunted in that stick. Bunch of guns all in the crib. Spent a little under a hundred for the rest. Where I come from, every summer it was lit. This Cuban got my neck hurting. Your neck working, you ain't networking. You too focused on the next person. Mommy texting me about her next birthday. Aim for the head, you hope that vest working. No design of the damn sweatshirt. Taking all them nights I ate alone. Stayed in an angry zone. Learning war tactics from Game of Thrones. You knew my life, you would have been shell shocked. This just a training day, no Denzel watch. I really did sell blocks. I pump style, watch my friends sell rocks. You live this life, you would have been shell shocked. Denali got hot, was in and out the rental spot. I'm calling Virgil, I don't win those shots. I came off from nothing, I really did it off the block. Shoot for the stars, I just pray that I don't get shot. I know they envy me. I paid for two, the plug sent me three. I beat that pussy like an NPC. I came off from nothing, I really did it off the block. Shoot for the stars, I just pray that I don't get shot. I know they envy me. I paid for two, the plug sent me three. I beat that pussy like an NPC. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. All right, all right, all right. Peace to the gods. What's going down right here on the bottom line on the new Evolution Radio Network? I'm your host, Joey Bounce L. Bay. And the call-in number is 347-989-0194. If you're in the chat, you want to call in live, uh, ask a question, or make a comment, that is the phone number. Make sure you go to makemorecommerce.com. That's M-O-O-R if you want to holler at me. All right? So uh, greetings to y'all. I'm going to say peace to everybody that's currently tuned in. Um, we're going to keep this show in line tonight and short because um, I got some stuff I want to go right into. So, you know, a lot of people... And I've, I've been talking about this. A lot of people, you know, want to jump on the nationality page now, especially with what's going on with the elections. Right? You got a lot of people who are who are scared. Let's just let's just use that word, right? A lot of people are frightened because they waited, right? They they didn't move when they should have moved, right? They didn't do the proper paperwork, or 
they relied on um, excuse me informal processes right and you have to do formal processes when you're doing this type of work right it has to be formal so we're going to talk about this tonight and and I want to address the issue of federal and state right and, and how they coincide and exist with each other and what that has to do with your nationality right um, I had a brother who sent me his nationality case and we're going to listen to it because I want y'all to hear what the judge had to say right and I want y'all to understand that nationality is a federal issue right and if you don't deal with nationality on a federal level the state means nothing right um, the state especially the state of right state of Missouri state of Kansas state of Ohio state of uh, Georgia state of New York state of Florida right state of Alabama state of North Carolina state of South Carolina state of uh, California right uh, where else? Well, all the 50 states of, okay? So, every state is a enclave, okay, or a uh, trust territory, if you will, of the government. So, we're going to get into this tonight, and we're going to play this clip, and then we're going to dive into some info, because I really want to make sure that um, this is understood, right? And this is going to fly over some people's heads, of course, but that's okay. You can always go back and listen to this in the archives. But it's really important that we understand that education is nothing if you don't put it into practical use, right? And, you know, I've I've been talking nationality since I came on the scene, right? Since Since I was taught nationality years ago, right? And nationality is a first priority as it should always be it is a priority that should be not taken lightly right and a lot of niggas think that well you can just pay for freedom right well yeah you could pay for services rendered right you could pay for somebody to help you to do processes but that does not necessarily give you freedom right because like I talked about last week you have liberty right which is the pursuit of happiness and then you have freedom, which is real fucking happiness. Okay? And a lot of niggas are in the pursuit of happiness and the pursuit of freedom, right? Because they only have liberty and you're given liberty by way of constitutionally protected rights, right? Which guarantee your right to liberty, but it doesn't guarantee your right to freedom, right? And so, you know, the government, the way it has been set up, has strategically placed certain barriers in place for certain individuals to stay in a place because certain people need to stay in a place, right? Now, for those who are studied and show thyself approved, right, then you're granted access to a different wave, right? And that wave ain't for everybody, right? Everybody can't ride that wave. Like everybody ain't ready for that wave. It's a little big for some niggas, right? So we're going to discuss this tonight because I, I want y'all to really understand that nationality is key, right? Um, you know, and, and and it's not just about 
doing some paperwork. It's not just about going in and correcting your name. And it's not even just about your passport. It's deeper than that, right? It's about your conduct. It's about how you carry yourself, right? But more than any of that, it, it is truly about where your spirit is, okay? Do you have the spirit of discernment, number one? And number two, have you really grasped what it means to be free, to be outside of the state of, right? To not be a belligerent with the state, but to be in conjunction with the state, to be a, 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 a role model with the state. Right. Okay, so we're gonna go into that. Um, so without further ado, let's listen to the brother's case. Okay, um, I'm gonna pull it up so that we, this way we can we can dive into it. Okay, and we're gonna listen to what the judge had to say. Pay close attention because she didn't say much, but she said a lot without saying much. Okay, so we're gonna dive into this and see what uh what we can pick out of this. All right. So remember. We're talking tonight about does the subject of nationality, the correction of nationality, does it take place in the state or the federal? Right? Let's take a listen. We'll be right back. Is, uh, is this Mr. Rail? Correct. Sorry. 
declared the 14th Amendment was never properly ratified. Let me say that correctly. One moment, please. General Assembly, Georgia General Assembly, a resolution, Act Number 45, SR 39, in addition to Congressional Record per Session, Volume 1, 113, Part 12, 1967 to June 20th. 1967, um, both speaks to the same findings where there should be no further citations to sustain the proposition that neither the joint resolution proposing the 14th Amendment nor this rat ratification by the required three-fourths of the states in the Union were in compliance with the requirements of the Article 5 of the Constitution. So the 14th Amendment was never properly ratified. When the um, Organic Act of 1871 created the District of, um, the, the District of Columbia, 10 square miles, um, the District of Columbia did not have any citizens um, and was created as a corporation. In this article, a corporation that used the 14th Amendment to gain citizens, to unlawfully bring in citizens as the um, Civil Rights of 1866 already gave rights to United States of American citizens. So therefore, being at birth, Deemed a United States citizen through the 14th Amendment is null and void and ab initio based on the 14th Amendment never being properly ratified. And again, as I stated before, uh, I was not of age to contract. I'm now at the age majority. Um, I understand that even at 18, you could still be a minor. Even at age 20, you could be a minor. At age 30, you could be a minor. I'm now at the age majority. That's why I'm here before you, a court of record, according to Public Law 414, Section 310A and 310B. Um, you, you have a clerk, we have a seal. This is a court of record where um, naturalization is, is, um, is proper venue. And in my sense, I'm here to correct the act of naturalization. In addition to that, um, based on the Naturalization Act of 1975, I was never lawfully naturalized as a citizen of the United States, nor rescinded my declaration as an ipso more subject. Um, to be naturalized as a citizen of the United States, it had to be done in a, before a Supreme Superior District or Circuit Court or some one of the states or Circuit Court of the United States according to, to establishing a uniform rule of naturalization act of 1795. So obviously as a minor, I wasn't of age to do so, nor have I ever sworn an oath in such courts to become a United States citizen. I am in fact a more and more um, well, based on the treaties, treated piece of friendship is called Morocco, but it's actually Mar Maroc, but in translation from Arabic to English and who knows what else transpired over the years through the translation and misconceptions of my ancestors. Um, I'm here to correct my status. Um, in addition to that, to even um, verify my ancestors being Moors here in the United States, according to according to Legislative Council General Assembly, State of Delaware, Chapter 367, formerly House Bill Number 345, as amended by House Amendment Number 1, my cause of redress of grievances, corruption of blood, as I stated, but um, based on this um, this act, I'm sorry, this um, legislature in Delaware, it states in section 1, 106, the Lenape Indian tribe are Moors. 
and the tribe can date their ancestry as far back as the early 1700s. So my ancestry, I'm speaking to a Moors, were here before the United States of America was created or granted to um, the Albions or um, foreigners who came on this land um, being the 13 colonies. In addition, take mandatory judicial notice of 1845 Georgia law statutes to settle a codification of statute of statute law, section 47, which states inceptions of, in favor of aborigines, Moors, and Hindus, which clearly speaks to my ancestors as a declared, if so, juror, more subject of the most favorite nation to the United States. Ma'am, um, ultimately, I know you swore oath to the Constitution, so help you God. And my reason to be here is a um, petition of redress of grievances, which is in the Constitution, in addition to corruption of blood. I'm simply here to correct my nationality. I'm not here to <laughs> cause a stir, harm the public. I'm here to honor my ancestors and uh, spiritually and based on my religious instructions and beliefs. I have a right to my way of worship, including my ancestry, which is all included in one. And, I, I, and I'm here to, for the court, according to the court of record, to grant me a court order. That's what my um, sort of belief is, granting my correction of race and nationality to more America's Aborig Aboriginal National Native Virginia, to the inhabitant of Georgia, but not a citizen of the United States. Oh, that's right. Is there anything further? Unless you have any questions. I don't, sir. I um, I appreciate you being here today, and you are welcome in this court. Um, I heard your argument, and I thought it was eloquent, candidly. Uh, whether or not it was eloquent, it's my job to hear it. I, um, again, Thank you for coming into court and raising these arguments. You certainly spent a lot of time on your uh, action before this court. I'm not able to grant you relief. And again, I say that with respect. Uh, wow. One of the uh, hallmarks of court proceedings uh, is two parties. The court cannot give advisory opinions. Two parties require let me just finish this one thing and then I'll, I'll let you speak. Two parties uh, is, the, is the heart of our judicial system. There's not a party against whom you seek relief. If you uh, want to recast your, your pleadings, uh, name vital statistics, name the state or something like that, I'm not just able to grant relief on the complaint as cast. But I'll let you speak, sir. Ma'am, I'm here to correct. I'm not here to change. I'm here to correct. I was. I was not of age of majority, okay? So, I, I, there's no way you could deem me a United States citizen as a child. I wasn't of age majority to contract. I wasn't ability to contract. So there's no way you could make me a United States. And, and again, United States is a corporation. You can't even be a citizen of a corporation. I'm Aboriginal indigenous to this land. So-called Indians are Moors, they're mislabeled Indians. There's been genocide on this land, paper genocide against my people. And right now, you're continuing the act of corruption of blood by what you're stating right now. There's no one I can bring to the courtroom to correct this action. I'm here and petition a redress to the, to, the, to the state based on the Constitution. 
There's no one that, who, who could come in this courtroom to argue, yes, I am a United States citizen, based on contracting with a baby. And I'm sure, I mean, I will appeal this, but um, before I do that, I'll do a writ of mandamus. But <laughs> I'm sure your superiors, um, it's not going to be a lot of recourse here. Put it up on the record. And um, so you, you're stating that because if there's, n there's no one to oppose me. There is no action that the court is being asked to take that the state can respond to. The action is correcting my race and nationality because this is a naturalization court based on public law 310A and 310B. This is a naturalization court. There's nowhere around it. It's in, it's in a public law. I provide the law. Do you, do you need me to read it to you? <laughs> so there's nowhere else to go. You can appeal this court's decision, as you suggest. Well, ma'am, well, in addition to that, I hope you're not using ex post facto law um, um, pursuant to Civil Rights Act of 1866. And I will is also on my remedies. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm very disappointed in this court, in this state right now. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, it's just like, I'm <laughs> this is amazing. So, so we're just going to perpetuate the corruption of blood. So you're saying I didn't give you cause of it. I, I didn't give you uh, basis where you, where you can grant me relief. Is that what you're stating? The court has stated it as clearly as I know how. Can you repeat yourself, please? Yes, I will. Uh, there is no one against whom you seek relief that I could enter any type of judgment. There's not, for example, the Bureau of Vital Statistics, uh, the state itself. Uh, this could be a, a court, this could be a matter of federal jurisdiction when you're talking about federal nationality. You mentioned other states. The court does not have jurisdiction. Well, ma'am, based on the supremacy clause, well, based on the supremacy clause, what have I mentioned is law, right? Based on the supremacy clause, the laws of the states are applicable here. Also, into the, um, the Articles of Confederation, which include the supremacy clause. So, um, I'm not sure what you mean by that, as um, all these laws are congruent one in another. That's why the constitutions of each state are, pre are, are pretty much the same, just different verbiage. But for you to say that is to say that if a person is getting is being naturalized here as a citizen, if they're being naturalized here as a citizen, who who are they going against? I mean, who did they who who did they bring in? Federal jurisdiction. This is oh, that's not, ma'am. That's not true. That's, we you, disagree. In um, well, I mean, clearly you have, but <laughs> public law um, fourteen. Um, 410, section 310 A and B clearly states you have jurisdiction. You I'll state it does not have jurisdiction. I'll object. And I'll enter an order, sir, and you are free to appeal that order. And I want to wish you the best of luck, sir. Thank you again. Peace to God, we back. Now, um, let's just go into this, right? She you know, from 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 the outset, 
This brother was dropped a lot of information on her. She said that it was eloquently dropped, right? Basically, you know, and well, she says, hey, I, you know, no matter what you said, no matter how eloquently you stated your facts, I can't do what you're asking, right? Now, um, you know, a lot of people will say, but he ate her up, right? But you see, wise men speak with few words, right? And she spoke with few words. She was a wise woman. She spoke with very few words, and she actually gave him a lot of remedy, um, whether he realized it or not. Now, I just I want to go into this because this is I mean this you know this was a, it, this was actually really interesting. You actually can learn more from this than a lot of other cases that I've heard before. Um, so, you know, right off the bat, you have to ask yourself, what is public law, right? Because he, he dropped the public law a few times, and he told her, he says, well, according to the public law, this is a court of naturalization, right? And she didn't – notice that she didn't disagree with anything he said, but she also didn't agree with anything he said, right? So, see, public law is the part of law that governs the relationship, right, between a, a legal person and a government, Right, so when we talk about a legal person in the government, we're talking about the difference between the institution that we call the state, okay, and then we're talking about the different branches of government, okay. So, first and foremost, you have to ask yourself, well, if she doesn't have jurisdiction, well, who does? Well, well she told him who does, right? She also told him that he needed to bring. Another party into the into the actual court itself. Then she also told him, "Sir, this is a two party court system." Or excuse me, she said, "Our system of government is a two party system." So if our system of government is a quote unquote two party system, and she told him that, "Sir, this is a possibly a federal matter, or you need to address vital statistics." Right, then she's telling him that, sir, I cannot grant what you're asking for because simply you didn't properly ask for it. That's the first thing, right? Now, public law, I want you to understand this, it comprises of constitutional law, it comprises of your administrative law, which is admiralty maritime. It comprises of tax law. It comprises of criminal law and procedural law. Now, the proper procedures were not followed here, right? And you know, like I said, a lot. I told y'all a lot of niggas want their nationality right now. Niggas know that it's a lot at stake, right? Niggas been coming at me because they know what's at stake. Now, the relationship that we're talking about here, right? Is a public and private relationship. Your dollar is public and private, right? So the relationship, right, that governs public law also governs constitutional law. So when we talk about a government body, okay, and we're talking about politics, we're talking about what's known as the rule of law, right? So this lady was using what's known as the rule of law. Now, the rule of law is defined in the Oxford English Dictionary as the authority and the influence of law in society. 
right? Especially when it's viewed as a constraint on your individual uh, liberties, right? By an institutional policy, right? So he asked her, he says, well, ma'am, I hope you're not using ex post facto law here, right? No, they're using procedural law. They're using policy, right? So the term rule of law is actually closely related to what we would consider to be constitutional law, okay? So what we're talking about here is a political situation, right? So the brother went in, and, and he's trying to get his nationality corrected, right? Great. You got a bunch of facts behind you. Cool, right? But did you follow proper procedure, right? Now, he went in, and he asked for a correction, and the lady was like, well, look, we got a two-party system. Now, let me help you all understand something here, right, because there's a few things that may have went over your head. When we talk about a two-party system, right, the country we live in is a two-party political system. And I'm not talking about, or if you want to call it Democrats and Republicans, you can say that. But what she's telling him is, sir, we have a public and a private and you are attempting to mix them. So at any point in time, one of the two parties is going to hold the majority in the courtroom, right? Now, notice he did say, ma'am, I was some, I'm, the, I'm of the age of majority. Now, you're going to ask yourself, well, I don't understand. He, he was of the age of majority. He brought all his facts. You see, the age of majority is a threshold of adulthood, right? It recognizes that you're not a minor anymore. Okay? It recognizes that you're to be considered as the person who can assume legal control over your own person, right? Okay? It means that the word majority refers to having greater years than being full of age as opposed to a minority. Now, the law in a given jurisdiction may not actually use the term age of majority. Okay? It's a procedural thing. Okay, they, they may not even use that word. Now, the term typically refers to uh, a collection of laws that are bestowed on the status of a real adult. Okay, So people who are under the age of majority are defined in certain, certain terms, certain terms, as people who have privileges, such as the right to vote, uh, buying and drinking alcohol, right? uh, beverages. Right, uh, being able to buy cannabis, being able to gamble, get married, right, buying and owning firearms, right, owning property, right, entering into contracts, right, or having some driving privileges. These are what we would consider to be the age of majority. Okay, now everybody on this phone has the right to go out and buy a bottle of liquor. That makes you an adult, don't it? You can go out and buy a bottle of liquor. But does it mean that you are considered to be a national? Does it does it mean that you're considered to be in control of that particular illegus? No. It just means that you're at the age of majority, right? Because it's public policy that when you can do certain things, they'll consider you the majority. Now, State court 
is a court of naturalization, right? If you go and look at it, it is a court of naturalization. That's a fact. Because they can't naturalize people in those courts. But see, what he was looking for was more than uh, quote-unquote naturalization. He was looking for denaturalization. He was looking for the ability to renunciate a particular status under the law way past what we would call the age of majority. See, the age of majority also means that you can get a license, right? Most niggas at 16 can go get a driver's license. That would mean that you're at the age of majority at 16. You could be emancipated at a certain age and be called the majority. Okay? Just let's just put that out there. Okay? Now, under religion, okay, and religious principles, okay, religions have their own rules as to the age of what we would call maturity. See, majority and maturity are two different things. So, when a child is regarded as an adult, right, for ritual purposes, you have considered to be the person who's reached the age of maturity, right? So the age of maturity means that you've come of age. You've reached a spiritual uh, inclination. You've reached a spiritual height, right? So once again, religion plays back into this thing. So, and I'll talk, and I told y'all last week, right? When you're talking about inheritance and shit like that, you always have to go back to religious law. Now, in Islam... Okay, a person that has reached the age of 15, okay, or the person who's entered what we would call puberty, is considered to be a baloo or an adult, as they say, right? In Judaism, it's 13. That's when you get a bar mitzvah or bar mitzvah, right? And in Christianity, it's 18. So when you go in there and you tell them that I've reached the age of majority when I turned 18, Right, and the brother said it. He said you could be, and he was correct. You can be a majority weight. You could be a minor way past the age of eighteen. Right, but they, they remember these courts operate off of Roman Christian law. So let me let me give y'all a definition here. Okay, help y'all out. Okay, now a minor. Okay. And and I want to make sure I give you a good definition here. Okay, here it is. A minor, right, all states define the age of majority usually to be at 18. But a person younger than this age is considered a minor and must be under the care of a guardian unless they are emancipated. Now, minors are treated differently from adults for many legal purposes, including privacy, of official records, punishment and crimes, and the ownership or the transfer of some type of property. Now, check it, check it, check it, right? You have to ask yourself, well, what is emancipation? Right? Because that, that word has been thrown around for a very long time. You heard it with the Emancipation Proclamation of the Slaves, right? So you have to ask yourself, what the fuck is emancipation? Now, emancipation is an effort to procure economic and social rights, political rights, or equality, often a specifically disenfranchised group of people are emancipated 
or more generally in discussion, right? These people are are uh, uh, freed to a certain extent, right? So the slaves were emancipated, right? But remember, the Emancipation Proclamation never freed anybody. It transferred ownership. So you see, when you go into a state court, the state of, right, and you ask for them to correct the record, you're actually asking for them to emancipate you, okay, because you were disenfranchised, right? But like she told him, she says, well, sir, you have to bring a party in here, right? Otherwise, other, otherwise what she's saying is, nigga, you need to bring somebody in here that disenfranchised you. Or go to our bosses, who's, who's the people that control uh, the real disenfranchisation. Probably didn't even say that right. Okay. Now, um, po- political emancipation okay, deals with status. It deals with the equal status of people, right? When we talk about equality. And economics and shit like that, right? What we're really talking about is the ability to be able to go into any court of law with a real status, right? That that is recognized. Drop the hammer and get what you are asking for, and walk the fuck up out of here. Now I'm gonna tell you like this. So all due respect to this brother for giving us the audio, he didn't want me to say his name, so I won't. We'll, we'll keep his info private, but. He mixed a lot of shit. Okay. So the argument wasn't very consistent, but she understood what his argument was. That's why she didn't disagree with him. She gave him the remedy. She said, nigga, this is a federal matter. Your ass needs to actually go to a federal court, or you need to go deal with the federal government, uh, or you need to bring a party in here that disenfranchised you. Okay. And then he says, well, ma'am, I hope you're not using ex post facto law on me. Right. For, 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 for laws that were made after they passed That's what he said For laws that were made after they passed The Civil Rights Act Now, my brother, my brother, my brother The Civil Rights Act Is a public Record It's an act Okay, so anytime Congress passes an act It's passed as a public law Once again We're dealing in private Now, ex post facto means that this was something that was passed after the Constitution. So didn't I tell y'all that this is a constitutional issue, right? Now, he was on point when he mentioned the Articles of Confederation because that deals with what happened before they, they were passing what we call ex post facto, before they created the Constitution. It deals with before the country was du jour. Now, or I should say de facto, right? Because when we talk about de facto, de facto deals with, um, you know, it, it, it's a Latin phrase, right? And it means in fact, right? In the sense of, in the practice of, right? Now, anything that's de facto, right, um, is a practice. And it's something that's done in actuality, if you will, but it's not officially established, okay? As opposed to de jure, right? So, De facto and de jure are two different things. Now, the term de facto is used in contrast with de jure, right, to express the dominant voluntary standard 
which would be the standard that, that's chosen in the United States of uh, just sanguineness, excuse me, just solely, okay, which means that if your ass is born here, okay, you were a U.S. citizen by birth, and then you had to do a process to come up out of the United States, okay, through the federal government, the people who created this shit, okay, because it, it is a social science, what we're talking about here. Now, um, she, miss, she mentioned vital statistics, right? Now, vital statistics is record holder. They hold the record, right? And if you want to really correct the record, then you bring the people forth who hold the record. So, vital statistics are the record holders of the government, right? They are the database keepers, right? They are the recorders of the birth deeds, the death records, the death deeds, right? Um, they operate within the government's jurisdiction. Now, when we talk about vital records, right, and vital statistics, it's very important to understand that vital statistics, right, gathers data on you, okay? So when we talk about a federal level, if you start from the top and then go down, right, vital statistics doesn't have a choice but to change the record, right? But if you start at the bottom and then work your way up, you're going to have a lot of work to do. That's why she didn't want to really reveal too much to this brother, Okay. Now, the most common way, you see, of collecting information on a motherfucker is through what we call civil registration. Now, if your ass went out and voted, if you uh, are considered a resident instead of somebody who domiciles, okay, then I want you to understand that you are considered to be severe mortus. You're civilly dead to them. Now, when we talk about civil registration, right? Because, like I said, this is a system. This is a system by which the government will uh, record a vital event. So your your birth was vital to the corporation that he was talking about. Now, here's the other thing. He went in there and he says, "Well, man, United States is a corporation. You damn right it is a corporation." But she told him, "Sir, we have a two party system, and sir, you also." didn't bring anybody in here to which I can make a judgment against. So if the United States if the United States is what we would consider to be um, the the owner of of the elegious, right? If, if they are the ones who deal with the vital records, the civil registry, and they're a corporation, and you can't be a quote-unquote citizen through the corporation how come he didn't bring the United States up in there but then we have to remember oh you can't sue the United States right because that would be considered a technical suit so then she told him well sir this is a federal issue which means that then you have to go into the jurisdiction which actually created the straw man see all roads really do lead to court right so there is no quick fix Right there, there, there is no let me hurry up and go to court and do this nationality thing so I can put myself in the right. No, there is no quick fix. Some niggas won't come out even when they do the passport because they know who you are. They know about the civil records that you've created. Right? They know this. I mean, this is this is just a this is a fact. Okay. 
Now, when we talk about civil registration, right, it's very important to understand that civil registration, the primary purpose of it is to create the legal documents that can be used to establish and protect the rights of individuals. So a secondary purpose of civil registration is to create a data source. Now, you, you must ask yourself, right? Because then we have to talk about the 14th Amendment. Now, you must ask yourself this. At what point in time did I become a civil registrant? Well, nigga, when you was born, you became a civil registrant. Okay? And then throughout your whole life, you signed more contracts. So unless you did a full-on rescission on those contracts, you are in their jurisdiction effectively as a civil registrant, which means that, no, even if they are a court of record, even if they are a because I mean, don't think that they're not making a record of your ass coming in there. But even if they are a court of record, they cannot deal with you because it is not their jurisdiction. They are not the owners, or I should say, the holders of the civil registration. Okay. Now, um, the United Nations, right, which uh, we was pulled out of. Right, this year, and a lot of other countries did. They define civil registration as, quote, the continuous, permanent, compulsory, and universal recording of the occurrence and characteristics of vital events that pertain to the population as provided through a decree or regulation in accordance with the legal requirements of a country. Now, Civil registration is carried out primarily for the purpose of establishing the legal documents required by law. So these records are also a main source of vital statistics, right? So complete coverage, accuracy, and timeliness of civil registration are essential to ensure the quality of vital statistics. Now, this is actually really, really crucial here, right, because when we talk about the civil registration, right, or the ability to not be uh, a subject or uh, severe mortu, right, or uh, uh, ipso juror, as he mentioned, okay, means that the shit had to really be done in a timely manner. Okay, so when we talk about a two-party system, because that's what she told him, she said, sir, we have a two-party system here, right? Two-party system is a system that dominates political landscape, right? It is a system that deals with the majority over the minority. It's a system that deals with public versus private. Now, the term two-party system, right, for example, um, is used in the United States, it's used in the Bahamas, it's used in Jamaica, it's used in Malta, it's used in Zimbabwe. So the sense of a two-party system describes an arrangement in which all or nearly all elected officials belong to one of the only two major parties. And then the third party, which is rarely seen, okay, will rarely win any seats in the legislature at all. Okay, So in such arrangements, two-party systems are thought to result from various factors like the winner takes all. Okay, So in, in these systems, right – the chance for a third-party candidate winning, winning an election to a major national office or any other office is, the, is, is possible, right, for groups of larger parties. So I'm going to give you an example, and I said this last week. Um, 
there used to be rule in the electoral college where it used to be right when you know if there was an issue with the election like there is now there could be introduced another party okay that used to be a rule okay but now they, they can't do that anymore because they changed the rules up so for instance the, the libertarian party or something like that issue right would, would actually be the party that would go into office when the Democrats and the Republicans couldn't get their shit together. Okay. Now, I told you a couple weeks ago that all of this shit that you see is trust relationships, right? Your electors are people who are sitting in trust. Okay. Those are real nationals. Those are individuals that are actually private. This is why I told you niggas are rushing to go get passports and become private, right? Niggas, niggas want a chance at the spot. I want a chance to become an elector. Let me elect who I want to elect, right? Now, what you have to realize, though, is that all of this is based on a trust relationship, right? Trust relationships. Now, um, I'm going to pull something up here, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. <laughs> Now, this is the public law that the brother was re- he was talking about referencing. Okay. Now, when we when we look at the public law, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna go in here and I I'll, I'll go through it, right? And we'll go through a few of these. So, this is on the public law 414. And for those niggas that like to repost shit on Instagram and not give my give me my props, right? Because I I saw that done a couple of weeks ago, right? Just know that nigga, this is. The information, this is where it's coming from, okay? Now, let's get right into it, right? Now, um, when we're talking about a foreign state, okay, because, see, even if the United States is a corporation, and even if they do have U.S. citizens, right, people want to say, well, they're not a country because they're a corporation. Wrong. You're wrong. They are a country, right, because they hold vital records, Right, but not only that, they are a foreign state. Now, when we talk about a foreign state, it's really important to understand that people who are in the quote United States as U.S. citizens who were born into the jurisdiction thereof are actually in a foreign state. Right, so you actually are in something that has a trust relationship. But let me just read it to you so that you can understand. Okay, the term. This is under Section 14. The term foreign state includes outlying possessions of a foreign state, but self-governing dominions or territories under mandate or trusteeship shall be regarded as separate foreign states. So you see why everybody wants to go into trust. You niggas, all y'all want to be foreign states, right? Nobody wants to be under the uh, uh, so-called the jurisdiction thereof, right? See, this is all about trusteeship. This ain't no, you know, see, the thing is, the United States ain't no Hitler. They actually have given you a way to come out of that shit, right? They actually operate like that because that is in what we call the rule of law. So when we talk about a foreign state, when we talk about does your nationality take place in a public setting or a private setting, does it take place in a federal court or a state court? The answer is yes. Right? You see, nationality 
has to be tackled where it started. The state, your state didn't make you a 14th Amendment citizen. They was already 14th Amendment citizens, right? They was following public policy. They were following the rule of law. They were following procedure, right? So then the nigga would ask me, well, does that mean I can go get a passport and just, and just come up out of this? No, it doesn't. Just because you have a passport, right, doesn't mean that they recognize who you are. Overstand? So then the question would, would arise, right, how do you really know if you're a national, right? If you really follow the procedures correctly. Well, they have it written down under 1481, right? You have to go in front of a consular officer or a Bureau of Consular Affairs, a.k.a. the passport office, or you have to go in front of, uh, you know, a natural, a real naturalization judge, a federal judge, right? Because see, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you something, right? There, there's something, you know, and you get a lot of these uh, white folks, right, um, who are into this information, but they call themselves state citizens, right? Not understanding what that really is. See, the primary purpose, right, and you have to go look at uh, the privileges and immunities, right, under state citizenship. The primary purpose of the clause. Right? Or the clauses between which it is located Was to help fuse into one nation A collection of independent Sovereign states A.K.A. Your possessor federal enclaves Outside of the 10 mile square radius Right So the precedent for this clause was uh, It was actually unclear Right But it was under the Articles of Confederation Okay So when he mentioned the Articles of Confederation Yeah 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 you're right but they're not going to deal with that up in that court, right? And, and what does it say? It says, the Articles of Confederation, it says, quote, to better uh, secure and perpetuate mutual friendship and intercourse among the people of the different states in the union, the free inhabitants of each state, the paupers, the vagabonds, and the fugitives from justice. They shall all be entitled to all privileges and immunities of free citizens in several states. And the people of each state shall have free ingress and regress to and from any other state and shall enjoy therein all of the privileges of trade and commerce subject to the same duties and positions and restrictions as the inhabitants thereof respectively, right? So in the convention, the actual present clause was presented and it was reported to the committee in the detail and then it was adopted, right? So basically what I'm trying to tell you here is that even though, even though... The United States is a corporation. The states decided to go into the corporation, right? So, yeah, nationality is actually a federal issue because that's where it starts. You was born in your state, right? So you, you're, you're naturally considered native to that state, right? But until you go through the federal side, because don't think that the federal government doesn't notify the lower versions of the government called the state of – about vital records, right, on who people really are. Go read the Dred Scott case, right? It'll tell you right there in the Dred Scott case, right, when they told him, uh, nigga, you don't know who you are, okay? Because, see, even in uh, the second clause, right, it said that, and I'll read it to you here. Let me pull it up, okay? It said that it was to guarantee to the citizens of each state of 
natural and fundamental rights inherent in the citizenship of persons in a free society, the privileges and immunities of free citizens, which no state can deny the citizens of other states without regard to the manner in which it was uh, treated to its own citizens. So you see right there, the judge never denied him who he was. She actually agreed with this nigga. Okay? Now, um, the 14th Amendment, right? You know, and it deals with equal protection under the law and all that good stuff. But the 14th Amendment, no, it was not properly ratified, but it gave you the opportunity to be able to go into court and actually deal with them, right, on a federal level. Because why? The 14th Amendment is a federal law. Okay, so then this takes me, and I'll, and I'll draw a few more points here, and then we'll open up the call lines. But this takes me to what we would call United States nationality. Okay, so he went in and says, well, I'm not a U.S. citizen, right, um, and I want to correct the record, right? Now, the question is, is, most people don't know this, but what does the record say that you are? Most people think it says that U.S. citizen. But it actually calls you United States. So your nationality is United States. So you have the nationality of the corporation, right? Until you effectively change that shit. Now, the United States nationality law is set out in the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1952 under the INA, right? Which contains a uniform rule of naturalization of the United States. The 1952 Act sets out the legal requirements for the acquisition and the divesture. Of what they call U.S. nationality. Okay, so when we talk about nationality, you got to go look under Article One, Section Eight, Clause Four of the U.S. Constitution, right? And it talks about establishing a uniform rule of naturalization. So yeah, that court might be the same court that naturalizes you under this particular rule, right? Because technically, anybody can come into the United States and go into a civil court and be naturalized, but not everybody can come out of her, as they say, in that same court. That's not the court that created the problem. Okay, so the 14th Amendment to the Constitution inserted what we call the Citizenship Clause. Okay, so the Citizenship Clause says that all people who are born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States in the state wherein they reside. So the state couldn't do shit for him. You can correct the record. You can bring the vital statistics department and correct the record, but she told this nigga it's still a federal issue, bro. You still got to go deal with the government. Okay. Now, um, even the tribes, right? Tribes are, are what we call uh, insular cases, right? And, and they and they are um, actually some of these are, are U.S. territories as well because they have trust relationships, right? Until you go into your own trust relationship, this is why I keep hearing niggas mentioning, you know, the Moors and, and you know, and the tribes and Renape and all this other shit, right? But nigga, if you're not in your own trust relationship first, don't none of that shit apply to you. Like I told y'all last week, don't ask me about starting a bank, nigga, when you ain't even done a nationality. Doesn't apply to you, bro. Okay? Now, um, 
real quick, right? Let's let me pull this up. And and I want to be very clear here on on this nationality thing, right? And I and I want to read this to you. Okay. That's my shit. I like that. All right. Now, diplomatic intervention is permissible only in cases that deal with nationals. So one of the important principles concerning the right of protection of citizens abroad is that this right of a state and its diplomatic or consular agents is necessarily limited to intervention on behalf of its own nationals. Because in the absence of any special agreement, it is the bond of nationality between the state and the individual, which alone confers upon the state the right to diplomatic protection. Nigga, you wasn't protected when you went up in there. They couldn't grant you what you was asking for because your relationship to the state is that of a citizen of the state. A citizen of the state. Okay? A U.S. citizen of the government. Okay? So it is the bond of nationality which constitutes a genuine link between an individual and the state. So it is therefore of importance to ensure that an individual who approaches the diplomatic envoy of the consul or the consular right, for protection has the nationality of the sending state. Nigga, you're not a Georgian national if you didn't go through the federal government person declare that. You, you, you considered a U.S. citizen. Why are you asking for, for protection and for them to do certain things for you? They're not going to do that for you. Okay, so, so let's just really talk about this shit. Niggas don't want to talk. See, listen, bro. I will break the shit all the way down for you. This is why I told you, niggas, stop trying to steal niggas' shit. Stop trying to be number one. Nigga, be who you are and deal with your own shit and study. Niggas don't want to study, though. Niggas want to try to take my info and regurgitate it. Nigga, you can't regurgitate my shit. You, and y'all know exactly who the fuck I'm talking to. You can't regurgitate my shit because I know my shit. So you should study your shit and know your shit too. Okay? See, nationality of a person, however, right, has to be determined not by any rule of international law, but by the municipal law of each state. Okay? So your municipal law of your state, actually, they actually this is why they tell you uh, under, I think it's like 14... I forgot what the I forgot what the code was, um, but there's a code in it that tells you that you gotta go to your secretary of state. Okay. Now, um, let's 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 just talk about this, right? Because when we talk about an envoy, right, an envoy will therefore have to satisfy himself that the person who approaches him for help or protection qualifies to be a national of the home state under its nationality laws. Most niggas don't know what their nationality laws are under their state. You know why? Because you don't think that the federal government and your state have anything to do with each other when in fact they got everything to do with each other. Okay? Now, although each state is free to decide upon and lay down the test for its citizenship or nationality, an examination of nationality laws of various states show that the main criteria for determination of national status are generally based on two principles, namely just solely and just thankfulness. What did I tell you? 
this this country we live in operates off of just solely, which is the rights of the soil, which means that they operate off of birthright citizenship. Nigga, you can't go up in there and be like, nigga, I'm a Moor because, nigga, my my ancestors been here from 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 the time before Adam. They don't give a fuck about no that no time before Adam or who was here before who. They don't give a fuck. It's not part of the rule of law. It's not how they operate. It's not what they do. That's why they'll ignore your arguments all day long up in the courtroom and shut your shit down. Okay? Now, according to the principle of just solely, the nationality of an individual is determined by the fact of his birth in the territory of the state. Consequently, the laws based on the principle provide that all persons born within the territory of the state shall have the nationality of that state. Now, the principle of just sanguineness, on the other hand, is based on the fact of descent, and under this principle, the national status of a person is considered to be the same as that of his father at the time of his birth. In the case of an illegitimate child, the status is, however, determined by the nationality of the mother at the time of its birth. Okay? Now, there's some countries, for example, like Argentina, right, where nationality is determined by uh, application of the principle of just solely, right, which is birth in the territory. But in most countries... They deal with just sanguineness. Most countries. Okay. So when we talk about naturalization, and remember I, I, I mentioned registration, right? Apart from the question of acquisition of nationality at birth, the citizenship or nationality of the state can also be acquired subsequently by a person who are who is not a citizen of the state. So this includes people who are nationals. Of some other state as well as stateless persons So the method by which nationality Can be acquired is known as Naturalization which Which is a procedure that is obtainable In practicality by all Countries of the world so in the Commonwealth countries nationality Can also be acquired by means of procedure Known as registration Okay so the conditions Under which registration or naturalization Can be applied for are laid down In the municipal laws of each state According to the laws of some countries, foreign women married to their nationals automatically acquire the nationality of a state by reason of such marriage. But in most countries, marriage to a national is regarded merely as one of the qualifications of acquisition of nationality of the state by registration or naturalization. Okay, so in addition to determining the criteria for acquisition of their nationality, okay, this shit is based generally on birth, descent, registration, naturalization. All of that shit determines who you are. Okay, so the nationality of a person is thus to be determined by the criteria that's laid down in the municipal law of each state and upon ascertaining the facts regarding the person's place of birth or parentage. In the case of persons who claim citizenship by registration or naturalization, the, the certificate issued by the appropriate authorities of the state affords conclusive proof. AKA, nigga, your birth certificate. Now, go back and listen to all the shit I said tonight in the archives. <clears throat> and then go back and listen to that case. And you'll understand what the fuck I'm telling y'all right now. And why it's so important that you have a nationality And why you establish the shit on the record With the niggas who started this shit And it's not your state Your state was your state was already a citizen Right? See, here's the thing Yeah, the 14th Amendment was not 
constitutionally passed. But guess what happened? The states, by acquiescence, because they never came about of the 14th Amendment, they never did what they call insurrection or rebellion. Right? All that shit came to a came to an end. That's why the Civil War came to an end because people seceded or ceded, as they as they say, whatever that word is. Right? They gave up. Okay? Same shit that they want the president to do right now. So your ass was thrown into this. Okay. So you don't get the the the, the writ of attainder, the bill of attainder, right? Okay. You automatically are given a bill of attainder, as they say, right? Um, because attainder deals with it deals with a judicial process, right? It deals with a person's civil rights. So you can't go in there and ask for civil rights. Nigga, they already gave them to you because you're civil. Okay. All right. Um, There's a lot of information we went through tonight. I'm going to take some calls. We'll go to the call line. We open. Y'all can holler at me. We'll take a quick break. 347-989-0194. Like I said, man, study this shit. Stop trying to steal information, niggas. Stop, stop trying to be something you ain't. Just, just be who you are. Niggas, stand on your square, study your information, right, and implement this shit, right? Don't be a crab-ass nigga. Just be who you are, nigga. All right, we'll be right back. How you feel, brother? Feeling good. You feel good? Feeling good. so much bone, brother.
I want to go back to Jermaine And I don't tell nobody This is the part that the thugs skip Young nigga never had love, you know Foot massage, back rub shit Blowing bubbles in the bathtub shit That is until I met you Together we done watch years go by See the river, your tears go by Got me thinking about some kids still I tell them hoes come through Get to know somebody and you really learn a lot about them Won't be long before you start to doubt them Tell yourself you're better off without them Then in the time you will find Can't walk without them Can't talk without them Can't breathe without them Came here together you can't leave without them So you walk back in Make a scene about them On your A-Marie It's just one thing about them It's called love Niggas don't sing about it no more Don't nobody sing about it no more No more It's called love Niggas don't sing about it no more Don't nobody sing about it no more
That joke's on you, sucker. I got the last laugh after all. (laughs) If I don't pay my taxes, I'll go to jail. But if I admit Barlow duped me, I'll look like a fool. Maybe you could raise the cash by pulling one of your classic routines, like them laughing fish. Good idea, Ernie. Let's let Batman know I did it so he can kick my keister right back into Arkham. Uh, you. Dope. Say, Carly, any ideas? Anything you say, Mr. G. <laughs> No, boss! Oh, who'd ever think I'd miss the real one? Harley Quinn's escaped! Seal all exits! Maybe she went down the laundry chute. None of these yahoos are crazy enough to pull that old stunt. My dear Mr. Wayne, I'm delighted to have you in my humble nest. I thought I'd take in the atmosphere. (laughs) Well, well, Bruce Wayne, join me. A bottle of your best, my dear, for my guest. You'll understand if I refuse. The last time we met, you tried to throw me off a building. I did? Well, that was so long ago. It was last month. Well, gotta be going. This is starting to get to me. What? Should have used more makeup, Ernie. Ah! Why the disguise, Ernie? Where is he? I don't know what you're talking about. He can't threaten my guests. Let me jog your memory. Money dispersal from Gotham Mint proceeding as planned. Good. Your police escort is waiting. Peace to the guys, we back. Let's go to the call lines out there. See what's going on with y'all. Right here on the bottom line. Let's go to uh, 414 484. 
Peace to the gods, Joey. What's up, brother? Peace to the gods. How you doing, How you doing? boss? I'm here, brother. Checking out the show, man. You going in hard on them? Oh, well, you know, you got you're going to. Going in hard on them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm digging this I'm show, man. Show. You made that shit clear, fam. You really cleared it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you know, this ain't no state issue. Right. You know, right. it ain't no state issue. You know, and the, and the thing about it is, is you know, my, my parents are are nationals. You know, and you know, it's funny because a lot of people don't realize that nigga, you. You were already a national, but you lost it. You know, my parents are nationals, you know? And I and, and I yeah. declared it for them. You know what I'm saying? And I mean right. even even other people in their family, you know, that, that's why I mentioned the whole thing about um you know, if you if you're married and your wife isn't you know, she becomes a national by virtue of marriage. They talking about the bride right. living with you. Right, real wife. Yeah, right. we ain't talking about through registration, either. Right. You know, man, bro. Yeah, I, I definitely want to get that piece done, but I need to. I still ain't got that motherfucking registered here, man. Motherfuckers not give me no leeway on that. What you talking about? I trust. Where you looking? I still ain't got it registered. I still ain't. No, I'm in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. What you waiting on? Man, bro, I I go down there. They give me the runaround. I'm about to fly you in, man. And and, uh, just just call me. Just take a phone call with me, bro. Okay, cause them motherfuckers uh, they ain't going, man. They ain't, they ain't trying to let that motherfucker in. Mm-hmm. I've been yeah, out there like five times. People trying to come here, trying to trust here. I tell nigga, I ain't setting up no more trust with nobody. Right. So niggas got to figure this shit out where you at. Right. Right. I understand yeah. that too. So, These motherfuckers, man, they're hard for me. Oh, you oh, can do that on, then get, get that nationality. The truck is here, so they moved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. They ain't fucking around. They ain't fucking around. They're not. No, they're not. Oh, oh. They on our ass. I was looking at some shit. Yeah, but, uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead, fam. No, no, go ahead. I was looking at some information the other day, and uh, these motherfuckers, these these uh, Google and uh, all these big tech companies and shit, they can literally, they can literally see what a motherfucker typing in on they little, on they little algorithm shit. I don't even know if it's the algorithm, of course. But, like like of course when we can. researching our shit. 
can. When we research, yeah, that's why you got to use a VPN. Yeah, yeah. No everything, yeah. That's why it's best to it's use a VPN. Out. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, damn, you right? Because now when I go to look up shit, I go to look up some information. Don't shit pop up. It'd be like they censoring it. Like finally, yep. oh yeah, yeah. They they did that shit to me as well. You know, I had to start using VPNs and shit because, you know, certain shit, they be like, well, we don't yeah. want you to get that information, nigga. Or certain shit you go look for, it ain't there no more when it used to be there. Right. 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 I'm like, man, these motherfuckers playing because I was digging. Digging on some of the, you know, on, on the shit. I was digging on the shit here and it's like, these motherfuckers didn't. Then really move shit around like I can't find it no more. Yep, that's exactly what they do. That's why it's so crucial that when you find some shit, you save it. Put it, save it, it print yep. it down. Yep. Screenshot that yep. shit out. Yep. Yep. And that's what I had started doing too. Cause they good for that, bro. Hell yeah. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna definitely have to uh, get you over here, man, or something. Holler at you, man. These motherfuckers playing magic games. Cause I got, you know where I'm at. Hit I got me the up. Some shit. So I got you. Yeah, bro. I definitely am, but don't buy a show tonight, bro. Thank you, God. Good to hear your voice. And um, just hit me in the private. I'll help you out. All right, my name. Yeah. Okay, God. Peace. Peace. Oh, peace to the God, bro. Peace to the God. All right, now let me drop something on y'all real quick um, before I go to the next caller, right? Because uh, this, this is this is really important, right? There's there's what's known as corruption of blood, right? And a lot of people, you know, they miss this, right? But this is why I was talking about a tainter earlier and build a retainer, and this might have went over a few people's heads, right? But a tainter, okay, was a doctrine of corruption of blood, right? And this was where a person attained, right, was disqualified from inheriting or transmitting property and his descendants were forever barred from any inheritance of his rights to title, right? Now, in English criminal law, attainder, right, was a metaphorical stain, right, a corruption of blood, which arose from being condemned for a serious capital crime, a felony, or some type of treason, right? Now, it entailed losing not only one's life, but their property and their hereditary titles. Okay, but typically also was the right to pass this shit on to their heirs. Okay, this was corruption of blood. Now, if corruption of blood has happened to you, right? Um, it's really important that, you know, you understand that's why nationality comes into play, right? You gotta understand who you are, right? And why things need to be passed down to you, you know. My, my grandparents, right, and my lineage of people, right, they were Moors, but they were also misnomered as Cherokee, they was misnomered as Choctaw, they was misnomered as Lenape, they was misnomered as the Algonquian people, okay? They, all these names were misnomers. Doesn't change my bloodline, though, okay? So the corruption of blood... Once again, comes into the matters of registration, right? 
when somebody purposely tries to corrupt your blood. You can't corrupt my blood. Let's go to 727580. How you doing, bro? I'm all right. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Good to hear your voice, man. I'll just say this to you, man. Man, you're important to a lot of us out here, man. You, you, man, y'all teach us a lot of stuff, and y'all y'all lead us to a lot of good information to save our lives to change our lives, man. Thank you, bro. Take care of yourself, man. Stay healthy, Thank man. You, I appreciate you know, that. It's always it's always gonna be haters, man. That's because you're doing some great shit for us, man. So. That's oh yeah, they out man. here. They they out mm-hmm. here. I, yeah. I, I know who they are. You know, some of them yeah, make man. themselves known. O- others try not to, but I you know, yeah. I gotta have a power man, of power. Even when niggas smile yeah, in your face. Yeah, man, you, you know, man. It's like you feel that vibration. You feel that shit when you line them. You know who's real and who's not. Of course. Not, man. Of course. Definitely. Of course. Definitely, man. Yeah, I say man. smile up in your face. Yeah, take man. your face. Exactly. Go backstabbing. Come on, come on, man. Definitely, God. I'm awakening in soon, bro. You too, man. How's the weather down there? Well, you know, it's always hot as hell, so we can't complain, man. It's always hot. I know. I know. No doubt. I love it. I love it. I can't stand the cold, but shit, I love this. That's why I stay here. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I understand. Sound like man, we gotta start from the top to the bottom so that that starting in our state you know, sounds like the right place to start at. So, so that's, that would sound like to me. I mean, to my, I never did. I never really thought it was. Yeah. I didn't either, cause I, I actually got a couple of months ago, but now I'm hearing this. It's like shit. We probably should start at the top and work our way down. I mean, that's what that what I was reading. What you was reading it sound like. I mean. Yeah, every nationality case I ever talked about or read, niggas went into a state court and got shot down. All right? I only mm-hmm. held, I had one person who went into a state court and, and got somewhat of a remedy with that. Right? But it was very vague. And then everybody else after that got shot down. So I think that that judge may have been a family member or something of that nigga, so we never know. But you know, I mean, it's it's real important, man, to understand what we what we dealing with here. You know, and know where to start. Yeah, but see, then my question comes in: you, Would it be better to go in, do start from the top with the trust, or do you start from the top without a trust? I mean, I mean, I know the trust has its own nationality. Well, so how? Well. The, well, remember this. Native Americans have a trust relationship just like you do. So you you would technically be considered stateless if you didn't have a trust relationship. So I'd say okay. you need to trust. Yeah, I'll just, just you know, checking. I, I knew that now, was the answer. Now, remember, the, the trust don't establish your nationality, right? But the trust is, is kind of like you know, the holder, you know, of where your rights are retained when all else fails. I, I, I kind of knew that was the answer. I was just, mm-hmm. just, just just making sure, just getting the confirmation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah man, I, I ain't have much... 
I ain't have much, man. I just want to send a blessings out to you, man, because I see a little, you see you in your car mode this week, you know, I know the last couple of weeks, man, you know, I know a lot of shit probably going on. It'll be hard for me to stay oh, it's still going on. Course. Yeah, but yeah, you sound better this week. Niggas still yeah, be trying to attack me, dog. So. I know, guy. You're doing good shit for us, man. People don't want that, man. So you gotta, you know, you just you you sound a lot better this week. You, well, the week before I'm last, right. you know, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah I know, guy. Yeah. I definitely, I hear you, man. You sound listen, better, man. Even, listen, 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 man. If, if it's yeah. one thing I learned, man, through through all of this bullshit, right? Is that when you when you living right, the spirits right? It don't matter, man. You know, I ain't out here yeah. fucking with nobody. You know, I'm yeah, out here trying to live right. Come, that should come twice as twice as worse when you're doing the right shit and living right, man. Yeah, that shit come yeah twice of course it does, man. You know, they tried to they tried to martyr Jesus, but you know, the, the, the nigga yeah. still came back in three days. Y'all do it whatever you call it, nigga. You know, but but it's trying to knock you off your square, man. I mean, it'd be hard for me oh, to stay a fan from this shit. I'd be having so much shit coming from so many different angles, and I'm in this by myself. So it's like, man, it'd be hard to stay a fan, man. I mean, if it wasn't for y'all shows weekly, man, you know, that shit'd be even worse, man. So man, yeah. Oh, yeah. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate you. I appreciate our you too, our bro. nice. Our car's nice, but it's good to hear live shows, man. That just keep me, that just keep me yeah, going. No doubt, keep keep going. Yeah, no doubt. That's why we put through archives out there. And, you know, I try to stay on on top of this live show shit. Sometimes a nigga need a little bit of a break, but you know, like I said, we here, man. You know, I ain't going nowhere, bro. You know. Yeah, but man, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to you tomorrow, man. We got planned out. Yeah, hit up, hit yeah, me up. man. I'm gonna reach out to you tomorrow, man. We got, you know. See what we can do, man. Okay, God. All right, Jordan, man. Peace to the God, man. All right, peace, bro. Peace to the God. Okay, let's go to uh, two two five three two four. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. How you doing, bro? Peace, God. How you doing, bro? I'm well. Yourself? I'm doing. I'm doing good, man. Doing good, baby. Uh, hell of a show tonight, man. No doubt. No doubt. As usual, Thank you, you always bring me some good info. Thank you, God. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, but yeah it's, it's a good subject, too. Like you say, it's a federal issue. Yeah, it's a federal issue. Uh, people running to the state looking for remedy. Yeah, everybody want to deal with the passport now, you know. But like I tell you, if it ain't even about the passport, it's deeper than that. And if you don't know who you are, you don't know what your bloodline is, then you don't, you know. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's why I told you this is this right. is hereditary, you know. Right. Nigga, bloodline includes cousins, you know, mama, father, grandfather, aunties, uncles. That's bloodline. You know. Right. Right. I've been doing a little uh, researching on my dad's side, and, and his dad's uh, last name was uh, Webster. See, I, I was, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be a, a Webster, but his mom was was still married to a Johnson when he was oh, born. So, 
That's how you got that name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I had I had similar things like that go on in my in my lineage too, you know. Right. Right. Motherfuckers be married, change their name, don't change their name, all types of shit. Right. And I know on my mom's side, uh, it related to the tunicas. Mm-hmm. Which Turner, Turner, but really tunicas, you know. But I know it's it's something goes back. It's a name goes back further than that, you know. So. To the Tunicus. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's why it's so important to, to do genealogy. And if you can't do genealogy, you know, you try to research your ancestors as far back as you can, you know. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. You know, I, I, know, I know that when we're dealing with bloodline and nationality, you gotta mention shit like corruption of blood. Because not not only will the state do it through paperwork, niggas will try to do it to you. You know? Right. You got right. you got you got right. niggas in your own family, man, that'll do it to you. You know, that, that don't want right. you to get inheritance and shit like that that belongs to you. You guys you have a lot of family members that sell out as well. Yeah, you damn right. I already know. You know, and and I already know, uh, bro. I'm speaking personally on, on my mom's side. Some of her family moved to New York, and they not trying to hear nothing about nationality and all that. And my <laughs> mom and and her older sister, they always said that we didn't come from no Africa. They already they said they told them that when they started going to the Caucasian school. Correct. My grandma, right. my never grandma, been in Africa never in my that. life. Right, right. Well, my my ancestors right. never stepped foot in Africa. Some of them. Right. What? Right. The ones I know of, anyway. Yeah. They was right here. Technically, this is West Africa. North, Northwest mm-hmm. Africa, as they say. Northwest of Mexico. Northwest, yeah. The Mexican, yeah. Uh, what's an African, anyway? Right, well, technically uh, African people come over person. here. Right, because people come over. The brothers come over here from what they call Africa. They don't call themselves Africans. They they call no, themselves no. They have a nationality. Whatever country they come from. Right. That's right. Nigeria. Africa got many. It's a continent. You know. That's right. like that. You know. Right. <laughs> come on, bro. It's a continent. Right. You go up to Canada. You got right. niggas from Nova Scotia. They call themselves Nova Scotians. Right, and then right. Canadian comes next because that's the continent. But you know, same shit. Same shit, right? That's how. That's actually one of the. That's actually a really devilish thing that people do. Like South America, you know how many countries in South America? They say, "Well, I'm South mm-hmm. American." Yeah, but where are you really? Right, yeah, Brazil. There are a lot of countries. Correct. South America. It's a whole bunch yeah. of countries, man. You know. So it's really important that we understand that. That's why I mentioned that whole shit about two-party systems and shit like that. You know, because that, that deals with, you know, nationality on a grand scale. Right. Public public and private. One party is public, public, another party is right. private. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, that, and, and, you know, like even with that election, you know, we got a lot of our people running to go vote 
not even understanding that they vote don't count because they don't have a nationality. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, and they don't, and they won't not read. Electoral. No, exactly. I tell people all the time, man, go go read the 14th Amendment. You right. you 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 will fully understand. Right. Yeah, you're right. You know? Niggas don't want to read though, so that's what happens when you don't, you know, take this shit and really study it. You know, yeah, you right. really you're absorb right. the information. You gotta absorb this shit. You know, and it takes years. Yeah, you're right. You know, just like it takes some niggas years yeah. to find their family members. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah. I remember um, one of my relatives was going through the family tree. She wanted to stop the slavery. I said, no, you need to keep going. I said, our, 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 our fucking history don't start in slavery. Yeah. She got upset with me. I said, well, I don't know what type of time you on, but my history didn't start in slavery. You know, right. you know, we got relatives that was here long before that. You know, I got relatives you can you find in the dogs' rolls right now. You know, that was Freedmen, Choctaws. Right, right. It's like on my mom's side. You know, her her dad' last name was Blake, and they got they still got some of this land in Mississippi, but they had man miles and miles of land, mm-hmm. and. Her, her family knows that that land got stolen from them, so some of them still yeah. don't want to let that African shit go. You know, they don't want to let that shit go. So, yep. So there's the problem right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my family there, both on both sides, have has a lot of land in uh in Mississippi. Yeah, man. I got man. Listen, I got family that got some land down in Louisiana. That's why I said, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to know, you know, I mean, there's a lot of oil and minerals and shit under the land. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had a discussion with they, people in my family about that. They actually, like on, on Louisiana, on, on Interstate I-12, you still have a sign mm-hmm. out there that says West Florida. At one point, Florida reached way out to this way. In Louisiana, right? That's right. So That's right. Well, we at was one talking, point, we was, all that shit was the side. Right. We was talking about this in the barbershop Friday. Mm-hmm. How we supposed Louisiana to be tax exempt in this state? Yeah, we supposed to be tax exempt in this state. Because it really right. Yeah, well, we supposed to be tax exempt you know? in every state almost. Yeah, every state. Right. 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 Correct. Correct. Right. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Well, and remember, I, they made I, New Orleans, even New Orleans, they made it a parish. You know, that means it came under the right. crown. Because you got to think about right. it. What else are what else are called parishes? The Catholic Church. They got parishes yep. everywhere. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're right. You know? Yeah. yeah you're right. And I, I met a guy in the barber shop. He told me that his grandmother. And the Empress of the Washita was real good friends. Mm-hmm. He told me he knew this lady. And I was telling him about that's when I start telling him about the express trust when we when he got deep into what he knew about the Washita and this and that. And I was like, it was a lot of things, um I don't know if she didn't know or didn't cover 
or just didn't do because they didn't have a trust, no type of trust set up for them. Right. He was talking about how somebody must have hit her in the head or something, and that caused you know her to get sick and end up she ended up dying later on. But like I was telling him, she didn't really win that case because she didn't come back with the evidence showing that she didn't. they had right. the land before the United States came. Correct, exactly. Because it, it wasn't it wasn't a trust relationship. Right, right. That's what I was telling you. That's why it's so important to have a real relationship, man. There are some honorable people there as well who follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll just we'll leave it at that. Right, and I'm I'm starting to see more. You know, even like down here in these little country states, Louisiana, Mississippi, if you get your status all the way corrected, all three levels, you won't, you won't have no problem with none of those people. The only people mm-hmm. you have a problem with is your own people because they the ones going to hate on you. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. It's oh, sad. Very boy, sad. That's, boy, ain't that the truth? Boy, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. County, state, federal level, and then you get niggas that want to hate on you. And, and I don't right. reason why niggas hate is because they can't, they either can't do it or they don't know how to do it. That's the only reason why you hate, that's the only reason why you hate on somebody. You know? That's true. If he is a motherfucker, man. That's true. I'm saying that je- that jealousy right. shit is... It's a true disease. Y'all yeah, people rather really it work is. too, man. You know, that's what that's what keeps us fucking yeah. down anyways. Yeah, and it, and it goes back to what you said about having a good spirit. You got a fucked up spirit, man. You just gonna be a hater. It's like Correct. you can't even help yourself. Period. Period. You know. Period. You know. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. That's that's why you know I, you know I might sound like I be harping on this shit, but I'm like man, listen, do the right thing, do the right thing, right thing right. will come to you. You know, no matter who you right. are, you know. That's true. So that's true. Yeah. That's 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 a rule my dad taught me too when he was living. He say you treat other people how you want to be treated. You know, and and, and days yep. would go by better like that. Correct. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, that's a hard lesson for a lot of people to learn. You know, some and some people they just built like that. Everybody ain't built like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right. But it is what it is. You know, we you, like I said, man. You know, we in the matrix. So, you know, mm-hmm. you got some niggas out here that, that that's agents. You know, you got some real Judas out here. <laughs> Yeah, that that they they family fucked up though. Somebody raised them fucked up in order for them to want to go that route. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, see, I watched my mm-hmm. mom and dad growing up, and my dad ain't, ain't he ain't never crossed nobody or did no dirty shit. He taught Correct. all his children how to be honorable and loyal. Go how to go get with what you need to get on your own. On you your know? own, that's right. Whether it, that's right. Without whether it be a woman, money, or whatever. 
Why? You ain't got to go hate on nobody. Or steal from nobody. Listen, yeah, yeah. Listen, a, a nigga will take your woman just because he don't want you to have her. <laughs> right. Right. I, I've been through that. Pay her money to. So. Yeah, pay her money to, and lie lie on you and throw her money. You know to try to mm-hmm. throw you under the bus. You know. Mhm. Mhm. But yeah, listen, yeah. man, truth always prevails in the end. Don't think it does. Right. Right. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. As they say, I ain't gonna hold up. Oh, go ahead. The truth is putting his shoes on by the time that lie makes his way around the world. But nigga, the truth always come out in the end. So, oh, you yeah. know. And, and it, it's something else you said too a while back. It's one thing about the truth. It don't matter if you believe it or not. It's still the truth. It's still the motherfucking truth. It's still the truth. Yeah. Well, it, it, there's two ways to be fooled out here. One is to believe some shit that ain't true, right? Or the other is right. to believe that something's false that ain't true. Or, excuse me, that something's false that is true, you know, so. Right. But, uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate you calling, God. I'm going to keep it moving. We'll talk Oh, soon. yeah, it's all good, man. All right, peace to the God. Okay, man. God. All right, peace to the God. Be well. Peace. All right, let's go to uh, 610-983. You're on the line. Peace to the God, Joey. How you doing, my brother? What's up, bro? I'm all right. How you doing, bro? I'm doing wonderful and great, man. Warm greetings and well wishes to everyone in the class tonight. No doubt. No doubt. Peace to everybody. So what's good with man? How you doing? Yeah, man. Um, all right, man. So I did my best to keep up and um, comprehend, God. So here it go, all right? Mm-hmm. I got two, two, two points. So the first one is, um, shoot, they have um the bill attainder, the bill of attainder clause in both the state and federal constitutions, correct? Correct. Right. So in article, so check this, Joey. In Article Four, Section One of the uh, House Joint Resolution, uh, forty-eight, right? It says okay. the right. Okay, so it says the rights protected by the Constitution of the United States are the rights. Of natural persons only. Mm-hmm. That's right. It means it, it means you have a trust relationship. Right. See, so that's what that's what is needed um, to do what we need to do in the courts. So that's the and it's the question: Do we have to be in trust? All right. Well, yeah. Well, see, just, then, well, see, that's the whole thing, right? Because like I, that's what I'm saying. Like, just having a you already technically are in a trust. But that trust only gives you privileges. It gives you liberty. It don't give you freedom. That's where the Constitution comes in. That's why they got the citizenship clause in there. So it's a, it's a clause in the trust where they say, okay, well, we're going to bring people into this trust, make them beneficiaries, but we're only going to infer certain rights on them. Right. Well, we know that when we're coming under express trust um, that puts you under this clause here where it says the rights protected by the Constitution of the United States are the rights of natural persons only. The express trust has the rights of natural persons so those things are the only ones that could uh, exercise that bill of attainder clause right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
is what mm-hmm. that, that's what I'm comprehending to get there, and that's my first yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. That's I a good had point. to act it. Okay, that's a good point. Okay, so the second one, right, is did she give him a remedy in the way of a choice? Check it out. Did she tell him to? Yeah, she did. I. Yep. Okay. So did, did okay. So did, did she tell him to either name a defending party who disenfranchised you, which would be the vital statistics? Or right, that's what I said. Okay. Or she said, or the state. This is a federal matter. Right. And then the other choice was, since this is a federal matter, did she tell him to take it to federal court, which could be the process from USC she 1481? She told him all of that. She essentially told that nigga all of that shit. And is that what you meant by she gave him remedy and we needed to catch that? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She gave him a remedy. I mean, if you think most judges, even if you read the case uh, for, you know, the brother that got shot down by the judge, I don't want to say his name. I ain't going to draw no attention to him, but he got shot down by the judge and the judge called all a lot of his shit frivolous. The judge still gave him remedy. Most times, these judges, they're, at, they're adjudicators. Their job is actually to adjudicate, right? But the job is to be impartial. So their job is to really give you some type of remedy. They gave him a remedy. They gave his brother a remedy. But it's your job. Mm-hmm. When he started talking to, he really started talking too much, right? So so then you be, and, you know, all, all due respect to him, but then they start looking at you like an educated fool. They say, well, he's... He's educated, but he's a fool because he's still talking. Yeah. You know, everything is on the record. Why does man say a few words? Yes. Yes, um, I'm I'm on this because, yeah, great topic tonight, by the way. I went through the same thing. They said they didn't have jurisdiction. You know what I'm saying? Correct. So, correct. It's the same thing. Same thing, same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they're going to tell you that. Like, Right, and he did say little things, cause I did, I did, I wasn't wrong with, him, but he did say things in there that I could go back and listen to, and in my mind. And, and now, you know, now, you, now you can pick the shit out. You can say, okay, I know exactly what he's talking about now. Yeah. Where at that time I wasn't that versed. I wasn't as I am today, because that was before today. You know what I'm saying, you know? Yeah, like this brother tonight, he he spit a lot of good procedural stuff. You know, he knew the laws. And and like the lady told him, she says, you know, you you put this together well. She says, you're welcome here in the court, but I just can't give you what you're asking for. And she tried to give him a remedy, you know? And and, and that's my whole thing is, you know, a, a, a true remedy. That's why I keep telling people, it's really not about being in trust. It's about going where it counts. Oh, where it counts. Okay, so that would lead me to my last thing. So it says, okay, so, all right, federal court, which could be the process from USC 1481 and then have the trust deal with the vital statistics afterwards through the equity court. You said where, you said where, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, vital statistics is, is, you know, like I said, that is a 
in itself is a quarter record, actually, you know, because they are the recorder of the deeds we call birth certificates. They're, they're the holders. They're the holders of the record. So, you know, yeah, the state disenfranchised you, right? But it's like I said, it's a federal issue. So, you know, you you have to know who to hit, how to hit them. You know, and then you got to be in your right capacity because even if you think it, well, I'm just going to go to them and just sue them, fuck it. But you ain't actually really stepped to the to the people who created the problem to change the problem. You can't even step and try to get redress for the problem. Yeah, right, correct. I remember way back in the in the days on the show, um, you and Jonah were going through this where a lot of callers was like like maybe calling you about what stuff they were talking about with Joda, or they were calling like Joda about stuff they were talking about with you. And y'all couldn't answer it because you weren't there on the phone call or whatever, right? So oh, you were telling them like, you can't take this to Burger King if you got it from McDonald's. <laughs> and it's the same thing, A corporation thing, is a corporation. Right. right. Because no, but they were taking it to... Yeah, they were taking it to the, the wrong person. You got to take it to the person that 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 you was dealing with. Right. Well, he told she the lady because the United States is a corporation. She knows the United States is a corporation. They're not stupid. They know that. But they also know that the corporation owns them. They're a subsidiary of the corporation. Just a subsidiary. See, dope show, bro. I, I love the topic. And that was great. I, I appreciate the brother putting that on there, whoever that was, and that was great. That, that provided great insight. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you um, coming in with those questions. Thank for you sure. For, uh, I always appreciate you talking to you, brother. Likewise, yeah, man. Brother. Always well. appreciate it. You too. Peace to the God. All right, peace, God. Peace to the God. Let's, uh, let's go to 336. On the line, 722. Peace, God. How are you? I'm doing well. Yourself? Doing well. Doing well, man. Doing well. Shout out to great topic. Um, I appreciate you playing that. Uh, shout out to the honorable brother who uh, was so gracious to allow us to hear that recording as well. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know. Uh, absolutely. He had a. He had a. It sounds like the judge gave up the game in two areas because number one, you know, she's already admitting to public law four one four section three ten a, and she says, ah, mm-hmm. it needs to be done in federal court. Mm-hmm. So, so she she's given up the game in that respect, but also the fact that she is saying that had he named a party gives us an indication of the type and nature of the suit itself. That suit. Well, and that's the other cause thing, too, of he, he never named a party in the suit. He just came in. Right. So, so she, sure. you know, and, and then he's like, well, ma'am, how, how can I, how can I call anybody in? As a, you know, because I, I don't know who to sue. Nigga, she told you to. She told you exactly who to call in there. Who, so whoever their Correct. representative Correct. is will help you deal with that issue. And here's the right. thing. You well, can still do that, and they still won't give you what you want. Exactly. Well, he's coming in with the cause of action suit, and he's not in, and he didn't name a party at the time. Correct. You know, Correct. Uh, it wasn't like a petition 
a petition would have not required uh, to name a party, but just to mm-hmm. state the issue, you know, Correct. and find the facts in the matter. So, 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 you know, you know, it's 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 a, it's a great learning, it's a great learning tool, you know, a great learning tool, and and, and it's not I agree. easy. I know, I know, you know, the the honorable the honorable brother. Uh, certainly, to put his to put his stuff out to the public uh, like that, you know, uh, uh, definitely deserves all all the commending you know that one can give, you know, because uh, yeah, I don't know very many of us would be willing to let you know let our let our stuff just play out like that, you know. Well, you know, so like I said, I, you know, great, I, I keep man. my files, I keep my files private, man. I, you know, I mean, but if brother wants to volunteer to put it out there, cool. You know, I, oh, you know, I yeah, keep my yeah. hair in private. Shout out to him, man. He's a great, he's a you great brother. It's a learning tool. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a learning tool. Listen, but like I say, for everybody who thinks that the passport is is the end all be all, you know, it ain't either. You know, there's other no, things that have not. to be done, but you know, I mean, it, it, like I said, they it's a hereditary to issue by too. the statistics. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to be. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to come through equity and through vital statistics for contracting with a minor. Simple, simple as that. And from and from the contracting standpoint, you know, with the with the minor, which the birth certificate gives you prima facie evidence of contracting with the, That's right. with the minor. That's right. You know. That's right. You, then then from that point right there, everything has happened. You know, and that because of that uh, uh, illegal act or unlawful act that they committed, you know, everything that 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 we've done with the birth certificate is null and void. So, so we see the fact that you know we're going to have to go at them. You know, uh, I would recommend definitely before you do it, go ahead and injunct them as well, and go ahead and put them yep. put them in a private yep. contract. Yep. To make sure that right. they know that they agree to pay you the millions for the for, for the finding <laughs> facts of the violation, you know. So go ahead and well, remember it's trusteeship. it's about trusteeship. So it's about showing up, right? And 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 if you're going to be a trustee right. or the trust protector, you know, and it, it, it really is a situation. It's kind of like when, when we're dealing with uh, Native Americans. Most of them don't have their own right. jurisdiction because they have never received stuff into their own trust. So, they, right. so they're technically right. dealing with um, the government. The government, Correct. actually, they, they've been giving away assets and trust for the longest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I see they're moving they're, the way they're moving uh, with their trust, but again, uh, um, and and I find it so ironic that they would be people who would discuss the idea of equity when they're so unequitable. That's just yeah, that's just mind mind boggling and, and yeah, and I agree. You know? I agree with you. I agree with you. There's you know, a lot, listen, there's a lot of discussions on equity going on with motherfuckers who ain't equitable, right? Equitable to, to their common brother. So. You know, I, I don't agree with Correct. niggas even Correct. dealing with equity. Nigga, you can't deal with equity, nigga, where you're not equitable yourself. Bear yourself. Those who won't trust got to give it. Right. Give me some trust that's first. And, and then, you know what I'm saying? I mean, straight up. Right. Okay, I so agree. then we, we already know we're coming. We're going we're gonna to come forward with our trust. 
We're going, we're going to injunct them uh, by the statistics, and then we're going to bring them into equity for contracting uh, with trust property uh, in, in violation of their own trust indenture, which, which then proves well, the other Well, that's, that's, a, that's a route. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say those are the exact steps, but that is definitely a route that you can, that you can discern okay. and take. Right, right. Yeah. Sure, sure. Like, like so I said, everybody's, everybody's route to the end of the rainbow, you know, with the with the pot of gold is going to be different. But you it certainly want to take the proper steps, right? Follow yes, the yellow brick road. That's right. There you go. Well, you know, if you don't get at by the statistics, if that's what you're going to do, then, you know, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and prepare, prepare yourself to the fact that they – they're not just going to uh, uh, lay down and let you get at them. Of course them. not. So, yeah, injunct Of course not. Injunct them. Come, let you, uh, use your trust and bring them in. And and, and if you're going to use a cause of action to make sure you label them and then list right. them as a party. And this brother asking the trust, he says, well, wasn't it taught to go to state court? Right, and then he said, "Washita uh, is not a trust." Right now, right, nobody ever said Washita wasn't a trust. And at one point in time, it was taught to go into state court, right? But when you get more information, you're supposed to build on that information. I believe that. Right, you're that, saying you, you know, got some, and, and that's why I went over. Well, that's why I went over everything. And I, well, see, I, I originally wasn't the person who said to go into state court, right? But I, to get to the understand, right. when I did my process, I didn't go state first. Mm-hmm. You understand? I mean, okay. so right, right. For for me, this ain't for me. This is listen, bro. This is this is one of them things where ancestors have have guided me through this whole process. So so going through right. going through the state first at this point, with what we know would be asinine. Well, you know, you need to again, go from the top down. Law four one four section three ten eight tells you that the district courts of the United States got exclusive jurisdiction. And that is to naturalize. So that that clues us right then to let us know that they're dealing with nationality on the federal level. So right, correct, correct. But it, but it's just a district mm-hmm. court, right? But the but but that's not the court that, sure. that deals with the renunciation of the United States. Exactly. So oh, that's our start. I'm, yeah. So I mean, you, you know, this yeah, is yeah. a topic that, that we'll continue to build on, but. You know, this is a good show. I think people just got to go back, listen to it. I think uh, really build on I the think information. did a great thing, you know. And, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a yield the floor man, but again, you know, great show. You did a great thing. It's definitely learning, great topic. And uh, you know, just you know, shout shout out again to the honorable brother who was so uh, gracious to share. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Peace, God. Peace. All right, so that's what it is, man. Um, MakeMoreCommerce.com. You want to get with me? And uh, I'll be hollering at y'all real soon. Peace of God. Uh, the mighty set. Santana, what's up? It's more like a movement you need to be in tune with. Killer the dawn, what's good? Crack music, crack. Diplomatic community. Uh-huh. Community. 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 Community.
Sentimental had cocaine in the rent Nothing sweet, but all my sweets are presidential Dead presidents, I'm done with residential that? What I mean, man, I bought my own zip code oh. Leave me alone, I go flip mode Don't that? care if you black with a big nose White with pink toes Just how the shit goes The kid with the sick flow oh. Jewelry, got Bruce Leroy Slash Slick Rick Glow oh. Fuck is you, Negro you to tell me what happened no father i'm not telling nobody nothing don't be afraid my son nobody's more powerful than god i don't know about that father your guy's bigger than my guy up there but my guy's bigger than your guy down here tune in every sunday from 7 to 10 p.m eastern on the bottom line with joey l on the new evolution radio network